0: stay ahead of the game because you don't want to get buried or or have time constraints or whatever but now we we are doing basically brand new episode then getting it out right away so it's like new episode get it out new episode get it out so you're more you're more time constrained you're more under the gun as steven said
1: yeah you know but i think it keeps us more uh you know up to date you know we don't want to be behind on some something like what we're going to do this week you know this week we decided, uh, you know, because you know, as film fans, we uh, a lot of us are really into the Academy Awards, the Oscars, right. and uh, the nominations dropped uh, this they past did. week, and uh, we wanted to give our impressions on it. Um, there was a lot. There were some surprises. There were some um, things that I didn't like, <laughs> some some snubs, and uh, we're gonna try to go over some of the major things. Uh, we're not gonna go too detailed with it, but um we're gonna get into it and and then after that we're gonna talk about uh this coming year in film you know we've already gotten about a month into the year but you know January doesn't really count does it I mean it's kind of the shit from this is shit that the studio just dumps from you know there's you know stuff they didn't like and they put it in just poop in there poop in January and you get what you get um
0: basically like January is like you just said it's a dumping ground for things that quite didn't make the cut for, for the year before, or this this the year being 2018. Or sometimes you get a lot of holdovers from 2018. A lot of movies that got smaller releases towards the end of the year, just to qualify for the Oscars. And now yeah. they're getting wide releases, so uh, stuff people like us are able to see them. But yeah, January, it's kind of a skip over month. I mean, it, it's not... A, I know there are people who love to go to the movies every single week, but I like to take... Almost January off, if you will. You know, I see a couple of things here and there, uh, but there yeah. are sometimes some gems. But we wanted sure. to talk about the Academy Award nominations this week. It is the 91st Academy Award nominees. And like Stephen said, we're just going to them briefly, kind of our general impressions of them. You know, I, I, I say this all the time. Awards and award shows are not the end all be- all of movies or anything yeah. like that. but I find it more of a curiosity, a fascination. Uh, like I said before, p- some people take them very, very seriously, and you know the academy Awards are the you know, the highest esteem uh, of the movie world yes, <laughs> yes. you know what I mean, like it's it's the 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 one night of the year we get to glorify or heighten the glorify movies, and I'm like, no, nah, not really. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it's
1: uh, as we, I mean, we're gonna we're as we go past this episode, we are gonna do some episodes on the right. Oscars this coming month, uh, leading to the to the award ceremony. We're gonna talk about the history, so we'll we'll get into uh, you know what what we feel like more of th- what the Academy Awards are actually for, uh, right. which are more or less just uh, you know stars and directors and people just just uh, congr- patting each other on the backs for. for three hours for, I you guess know, just so. it's for them. It's not for us, um, you know, but, uh, you know, it's, yeah, but I do, like you said, I get a curiosity out of it. I do like seeing smaller movies get attention. Sometimes it happens right. rarely. Um, but you know, it does happen sometime and, and I, I do like that. So, and then this year we got some surprises that I was, I was really happy with. Uh, right. Yeah, yeah. rightly
0: So we got some surprises and there are always snubs, and I think the snubs. There's no this ma- year, no
1: matter what you do, there's going to be snubs every year. Yeah, no there's matter
0: nothing. what year it is, this year, last year. Unless you just 10 do unlimited ago. nominations. Yeah, I know. Just <laughs> every category, just go. Which just seems like what everybody
1: wants out. is unlimited, so everybody can get a trophy, so everybody can get a, a little gold star saying, "I
0: got." somebody likes me
1: <laughs> it's like who gives a shit god I mean, if you don't if, you're, if you don't get nominated who cares your it doesn't mean that your movie's not any less good or worse right. or whatever i mean
0: yeah like i said bo- box office really doesn't matter no. awards don't really matter um but getting into it uh the best pictures this year are once again eight films it, it right now eight seems to be the standard yeah. Um, Sometimes they hit, they hit 9, 10. but 10, yeah. the,
1: 10 doesn't happen really anymore. No, I think it happened like
0: <laughs> once, maybe. Yeah, I maybe. Um, I think it happened
1: this, the first couple times that they, did, they changed over, and then it right. went to this new voting system, and now it never happens. So,
0: Right. So this year we've got A Star is Born, Black Panther, Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, Green Book, Roma, The Favorite, and Vice. And of course, people are people, of course, talking about uh, two of these movies in a more critical lens. And that is Bohemian Rhapsody and Green Book, kind of two of the movies that you could say have gotten the most kickback or flack for various reasons. Um, And I know Steven has has talked about (laughs) Bohemian Rhapsody with me many, many times. I've talked about Green Book with him many, many times. And... For me, those two plus Vice, I think, are the three weakest in terms of my personal stance on quality of these movies. Um, I'm kind of really surprised about the critical love for Vice outside of Christian Bale's fantastic performance and just the performances in general. I thought the movie overall was kind of sloppily put together from an editorial perspective, which kind of just baffles me how that movie got a nomination for Best Editing. Um, just, well, I mean, as, baffles as, me. What I've but, told you is, I think that on.
1: the movie is definitely just uh, it, because of its subject matter. It, and you know, I think they do have a love for Adam McKay, especially right. after The Big Short. Um, I, I think that this is mostly because of the subject matter. A very liberal Hollywood uh, loving this movie that is, uh, you know, hit, you know, making light of one of the worst men in politics ever. Right. You know, yeah, so and, and
0: yeah. I'll say this. I mean, just personal perspective i'm as liberal as they come and and i was i was thoroughly laughing throughout that movie but yeah. of the political humor and all the jokes and all the stuff like that yeah dick cheney is a terrible person and whatnot what he did in the political game is definitely something to be ridiculed and satirized i just thought the movie itself was just a little all over the place yeah. but i would say this christian bale being nominated for best actor is not surprising at yeah, all yeah
1: and, but huh. and, and and you know, sure. I I I'm not as big of. I mean, I liked Vice. I I, I it's it's not the worst of the of no, these though. No. I I think Bohemian Rhapsody is very much is you know they talked about a popular film category. Well, this right. is the movie that would win that cat would win that category. You know, like this. Yeah, this is just a popular movie play. I mean, I. Sometimes it makes you, now it's, with with something like this getting nominated, it really makes you think about how legit the voting is. I don't know if it's that, um, you know, They I know they've changed up a lot of their members, and they've gotten younger and more diverse, but, I mean, really? Like, is this one
0: of the best movies of the year, guys? Like, did you see the movie? It also, yeah. <laughs> Surprisingly, it also got nominated for Best Editing. And I was like,
1: what? Wow, really? <laughs> it's a glorified music video <laughs> I mean, that, you know, like... I mean, it, it doesn't. It's not much going. I just. I, I mean, look. I like the movie. Okay, right. it's an okay movie, but it's not that good. I, I yeah. There's I, far. I've and,
0: talked. And, I you know we have both talked extensively about it. I've I've done a review for it on my channel. Yeah. Um. I mean, I the problems are there for the movie in general, the way it portrays Freddie Mercury's life and all that kind of stuff. But I think as a movie itself. It's got problems, yeah, just yeah. like its storytelling aspects and and all that kind of stuff and tonal shifts and whatnot. And re- regardless of you know taking artistic license and stretching it as far as it can go, um, it, it, like like Steven said, it's a movie made for a general audience, and the general audience loved this movie. It made yeah. over eight hundred million dollars at the box office. It's it's like the highest, uh, you know. Uh, grossing biopic of all time. Oh, People went and seen yeah. it in droves. And a lot of it is to do with the popularity of Queen and Freddie Mercury mm-hmm. and stuff like that. What's is interesting is we talk about, you know, they wanted to put in a popularity... Uh, category this year, and in the future they may do that, which is terrible. Something they're still but talking about, apparently. Something so, they're still talking about, but Black Panther was one that people said that's why they would introduce that category, but it ended up getting nominated for Best Picture well, anyway. Well, that's,
1: that's why it's not a good idea to have that category, because it leaves out the chance for a movie like this, like Black right. Panther, which I don't know that I necessarily think it should be there either, but I would much rather have Black Panther in this category than a Bohemian Rhapsody, because I, mm-hmm. I, I really like Black Panther for what it is is. right But I, to me you know why are, there's a flip side of the you know if, if I'm making a relation here let, let's relate right. this to the movie to the movie Unbreakable which is related to Glass that just came out. Um if there's something on the one side of the spectrum which is the big budget movies you want them to get nominated what about the small really small low budget movies that don't get attention right. like 8th grade Where the hell? Like that's a movie that should have been nominated for Best Picture.
0: I'll say that. I'll say that. Talking about snubs, I recently watched uh, Barry Jenkins' If Beale Street Could Talk, and I'm watching this movie and I'm like, this didn't get nominated for Best Picture. It is a beautiful. What about a unique emotional movie?
1: Yeah. What about a unique film like Sorry to Bother You? That was like purely probably the most original movie of the year.
0: Oh, most definitely. I recently rewatched that as well, and I'm like. There is, this movie is multi-layered. That movie like, has something. so much to, to unwrap here. That movie
1: has something to say, you know, like. Right. That's the movies I want nominated for Best Picture.
0: Right. Um, I mean, and there are other, I mean, talk about a film that has something to say. Black Klansman is definitely. deserving,
1: Definitely deserving. Deservant. Yeah.
0: Um, even A Star is Born, which, you know, is the fourth iteration sure. of this story is a really the well best, done and, film. And,
1: but it is the best version of that story, I think, out of it all the. It is
0: one of the best. It's. I would it, say I'll it's say th-
1: the best version. I mean, I haven't seen all yeah. the movies, but from what I understand, it is the best version. I've seen two it's of the really versions, good. and it's I-, I would say it's the best version.
0: I'll say this. It's better than its closest... <laughs> Chris uh, Christopherson version? The Chris Christopherson <laughs> version. That movie is not... That's the worst of them, I think, in, in my opinion, of the movies with the title A Star is Born. Uh, Green Book, we've talked, we talked a little bit about that last week when we talked about our top movies of the year. Uh, Green Book, a lot of... Problem. That's another film that I think plays to a general audience I think it does, but I do well. think it has a little bit more artistic merit. Oh, I, I would uh, say, yeah, I still think Mahershala Ali is f- oh, fantastic yeah, yeah. in the movie as well as Vigo. Now, I let's, mean, not, let's not they're, forget— Their characters and whatnot. We, but we, we, we get,
1: both like Rami Malek. I mean, I think Rami Malek in, is good in Bohemian but he doesn't he's make the that, He's, he's the, the, the best
0: thing. He's the best thing about in the that movie, movie. But he doesn't yeah.
1: make that whole movie good. I mean, that doesn't no. mean that the movie— should be nominated for best picture. I mean I mean no. Nicholas, I think Nicholas Cage is good in a lot of his movies. Should they should should a lot of his movies be nominated for Best Picture? Should a Mandy have been no- I mean some people <laughs> think Mandy should have been nominated. <laughs> <Imagine>. <laughs> but 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 no, I mean I don't think Mandy should have been nominated for Best Picture. So it's like yes. Yeah, yeah. this is where this is where there's a slippery slope here about the popularity of something making it worthy of a you know and of course it's all subjective. Uh, Right. Of course. Of course. But it's
0: I mean, there are literally thousands of people voting in in the Academy now and and whatnot. So it's it's more diverse than it's been in years. And yeah, but but, I mean, there's a whole thing to say about that. We'll probably get into that in other in other episodes and other episodes about Academy stuff. But moving on, um, other snubs for me, uh, Justin Hurwitz not being uh, nominated for his score for First Man. It's a crime. It's a crime. That's a, oh my God, it's a gorgeous score. Dude, I just,
1: re- I just rewatched it, and I'm like, that. I mean, still, it's the best part of the movie. It's the, I mean, like, I, mean, like, I, I, I saw, at first, I didn't love that movie. I liked it a little bit more watching it again. And, um, and the score, I mean, the score and the sound design and the sound ed- editing and mixing is just amazing in that movie. Um, like, I had to turn down my TV a little bit because I didn't expect it to be so loud in right. certain portions of the movie. Like, I was like, shit, you know, like, I need an IMAX in here, you know, like, you know, but it's, yeah, it's, it's a beautiful score. Yeah, it's, so, it's so dynamic. I mean, it's, why
0: was Mary Poppins nominated uh, instead? Gross. I don't know. It's because so it's a musical? I, I guess. guess. Um, another snub for me is a Won't You Be My Neighbor, the <laughs> Mr. Rogers documentary not being nominated, uh, even though it's one of the most critically acclaimed documentaries of the year ooh, and everybody loved that movie. It's a rough one. Yeah, and that and that surprised me. Not, okay, not to is, take away from the other nominees, but this is this is damn. one thing
1: I heard about. This is I was listening to a podcast. Somebody had, had said this. Apparently, somebody that was a voter had said. I know where you're going. Yeah, said that because this movie, you know, because of where it was alphabetically in the nominees, because you know, won't you be my so it's at the bottom. Apparently, right. a lot of people didn't go that far down the list. And that's why that that's why it didn't get nominated because voters who probably didn't see most of the documentaries just went down the list and were like, oh yeah, I heard of that one. I've heard of that one. And then they never made it to the bottom where "Won't You Be My Neighbor?" one of the best documentaries of the year was sitting at. Um, yeah, I also
0: <laughs> heard that some voters assumed that that was going to be nominated no matter what. Yeah. So yeah. they just voted for something else instead. They you were know, like, oh, you, like, like, you everybody's know,
1: everybody's going to vote for that one.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's like, wait, you, who cares? Which leads me, I mean, that's a whole different discussion about the voting process and the people who vote and how they vote. And are they really watching and seeing all of the nominees in They're every not. single category? They're Come not. on. It's um, ridiculous. How do
1: you yeah. judge all these movies when not everybody sees the movies? Like, it's.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not not exactly uh, not a, it's a good, not good voting really, process. Uh,
1: it's not really reliable, is it? Uh, no,
0: no, it's not. Um, a couple of other surprises. Uh, we'll just switch the surprises so we can get on to um, talking about our most anticipated. Um, Yalitza Aparicio for Roma being nominated for Best Actress. Yeah,
1: that was the Surprise biggest. the heck
0: out of me. Woo. Because I thought she was amazing, but I'm that, like, they're not, not going to give her a
1: nomination. That and the uh, actress for supporting, too.
0: Yes. The actress in supporting was really surprising as well. Lots of love for Roma in general. I think yeah. got like 10 nominations.
1: Yeah, that and the favorite got 10 nominations.
0: Yeah, the favorite, you know, best picture, best supporting actress for um, Rachel Wise. Um, uh, Olivia Coleman, best lead actress. I mean, that movie is littered with, oh, uh, I mean, that's a great movie.
1: I mean, I I, I like the movie, okay, I, I need to see it again. But I, I think it, it might be one of the movies, though, that got gets a lot of nominations but doesn't win anything. Yeah, I
0: uh, don't think it's going to win all ten.
1: <laughs> I mean, it might not win much of any, I, I, I have this feeling that it's not going to win anything. If it wins oh, anything, I, it might be like maybe editing. Or did it get nominated right. for editing? I'm pretty sure it look. did.
0: Um, it got nominated for best uh, cinematography. i oh, to sima- tell you that. Well, it's not gonna win cinematography. It got best best original screenplay. Which that that's one, a, it that's might win. I think category. that one's
1: got a good chance of winning. Maybe.
0: Um, um, I'm pretty sure it got like it had to have gotten best costuming. I mean, the costumes yeah. in that were fantastic. Production design, yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Um, but I think Olivia Colman is pretty is, yeah, is, could solid, win. P- it's a solid pick,
1: but I don't know. I mean, Glenn, Close, think Glenn Close, Glenn
0: Close, she, I mean, she's
1: she's kind of due, and it might be one of them like times right. where somebody's getting an honorary kind of like here you go, you you've you've been in the business for a while, here you go. Yeah, you I know, know? it <laughs> could be.
0: Well, yeah, she is. You know, beloved to respected sure, I, 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 stuff I, like that.
1: Yeah, yeah, she deserves. She and I've right. heard she's great in the movie. I haven't seen yeah. the movie, The Wife. Yeah,
0: her movie, The Wife, is like nobody's really it, seen uh, it or heard of it. it not no one, but it's in me.
1: my area, and I just have not. Yeah, had a it's to an, go see it.
0: it's definitely an indie film under the radar. Some people have seen it. Most people I've, probably haven't I've even heard it. I've heard of it. that
1: the movie's okay, but she's great. So
0: right, uh, another surprise for me specifically, and I think Stephen as well. Is the director of Cold War being nominated for Best Director? Love it, love it. Damn! When was the last time two films that were nominated for Best Foreign Language had both had each director nominated as well? I'm I can't, sure. I can't remember <laughs> off the top of my I, head.
1: I couldn't tell you.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, I couldn't tell you either. I mean, Well uh, Polakowski... Uh, who directs the heck out of Cold War? We we gushed about how great Cold War I mean, was last week.
1: Yeah, cinematography wouldn't, didn't surprise me. but no. when he got director nomination, I was like, what?
0: Yeah, he pushed. Yeah, yeah. He, he probably pushed out Bradley Cooper for a Star is Born, which is and well, got that nomination. Fine
1: with me because you know what? Bradley Cooper, as good as that movie was, right. it's his first direct direction, and you know what? Bradley Cooper gets nominated for everything. He got That's nominated true. for American Sniper. Okay, he got he got it nominated <laughs> for American Hustle. Two American movies.
0: That's uh, true.
1: So, so he he's been nominated a bunch. He hasn't won yet, but he's gonna get to his pre- Oscar one day.
0: So. I also hate to break it to you, Stephen. He also got nominated again this year for A Star Is Born. Well, yeah, the acting. movie itself
1: and the well, acting and and the and acting. The acting. I, yeah, I he's a producer. I, I think if anything, his acting is my favorite thing he did this year. Yeah. So. but I mean, uh, it's it's, yeah, the the pal Powell, pal Powell, If I'm saying his name right, probably not. Um. That was my favorite surprise uh, because I really love the movie and I'm really getting into his previous films. I saw Ida recently, right? Another in which one best foreign film, um, and uh, I, I, yeah, I'm into this guy. So I'm yeah. I hope I hope he wins. He won't. Oh, but, uh, yeah. I think it's
0: <laughs> uh, I talk about. I think locked. That would be yeah. I think Quaron is locked is for best lock, director. Probably yeah. Uh, most definitely, and um, maybe
1: cinematography, maybe.
0: I've also heard maybe Spike Lee could win, kind of like you know that that li- like quasi lifetime achievement award type thing, which a lot of people thought Martin Scorsese got that for The Departed, but let's be serious, Scorsese directed the heck out of that movie as well. So. Oh, that movie's
1: awesome. <laughs> I mean, I'm yeah. Kidding, yeah. Um, but you know, I mean, it wouldn't bother me, but it kind of would because I mean, <laughs> I like I like Black Klansman, but it's not as artfully directed as. You know, as the, as Roma or Cold know, War, Cold War. So I, I mean, I, I, it wouldn't, it wouldn't, it wouldn't, it wouldn't make me mad. I mean, Cuarón's no. gotten an Oscar, man. He's got, he's, he's good. I mean, I don't. It doesn't. Oh yeah, me,
0: he's, but, he's fine. <laughs> but,
1: uh, yeah. I mean, so any other parts of this you want to talk about? Any other surprises? Any other snubs? Uh, Anything else? I, but, I just but, want to
0: mention this. I love Sam Rockwell. <laughs> like, love that man.
1: Yes, yes, yes.
0: But he he shouldn't have gotten nominated for Best Supporting Actor for Vice. No. Tim- Tim- Timothee- he's fine. He's great. Timothy Chalamet. The-
1: yeah, Timothy Chalamet. That was his.
0: Right yeah, there, I, I mean, he, Sam Rockwell's in that movie for <sighs> maybe six, seven minutes. He's in like three or four scenes, maybe. Yeah. And I'm like... He's great as as George W, but he's not doing anything. I think that's significantly amazing enough to be nominated for any award. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, Chalamet is given a lot more to work with and is doing a lot more uh meet, a lot more stronger performance than oh yeah. yeah, Sam Rockwell was. I mean, I don't know, maybe it was it's another one of those things where like, hey, I know sam rockwell he's he's my buddy, he's my friend. I love his work. Let, let me vote for him. You know what I mean? Like one yeah, of those yeah. things. Um, but yeah, nothing, nothing else really pops yeah, out to I me. Mean, there are, else. of course, other snubs we're forgetting about and 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 whatnot. But we'll we'll probably set that aside for now and move on to. Yeah,
1: we'll digress and we'll we'll, we'll move on to some more positive things. Yeah, we'll move uh, on to
0: what's what's <laughs> going on this coming year. Like Steven said, we're already about a half a month in, almost a full month in, and we are. Hitting the ground running with a lot of stuff that's coming up soon. Like the, the years, the years keep going by faster and faster. And before we know, it, we'll already we'll be all the way in December of 2019. Before
1: you know it, it'll before be we Star Wars 58. And, I know. Uh, you know. And we, and we,
0: before we know it, everybody will be getting out of Star Wars, and the internet will be erupting in either pleasure or infighting, probably or fighting, fighting all know. kind of stuff. Uh, most likely fighting. <laughs> yeah, most, most likely. likely fighting.
1: But, um, so, uh, I I mean, I guess getting into it, uh, I mean, I got, I got, I got a list of a lot of indies. I think you got some more. He's gonna Andrew's gonna cover more of the mainstream. I'm gonna cover some right. of the indies. We're gonna go back and forth. Yeah, um,
0: I, I like you know I'm more loose. Steven's more structured. I don't take notes. I don't. I mean,
1: I I sometimes do depending on what it is. In this right. case, I was I weren't gonna I, I wasn't gonna remember all this shit, and I'm not gonna click <laughs> on my I'm not gonna click on my computer every five seconds. So, um, I'll do that. Yeah, so if, you I, hear, if you no.
0: if you hear any bumps or any clicking, that's that's me that's clicking Andrew. around. Me, I don't like to do that. It's not
1: professional. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs>
0: professional, just kidding. hey, it's not professional. Well, you to have a you have paid. a Mac and it doesn't make right. as
1: much noise as my my I guess. Uh, PC does. So
0: yeah, but it all depends on how close the mic is and all that tech that tech stuff. But yeah, um, Stephen, you want to start off?
1: Well, okay, I, I, this first one I got here isn't it? Is it's one I saw a trailer for a while back Hit ago. Me. Um, it comes out February eighth. Um, it's co- and, and, and I'm, I'm assuming it's limited, but it's called "A Man Who Killed Hitler and Then the B- And Then the Bigfoot," <laughs> um, it, 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 and, and it stars Sam Elliott. And apparently, I, I think it's it's I guess somewhat based on a true a, a real person, it, um, that a man that was a veteran um, gets asked to go hunt down a Bigfoot monster. I don't. I, it's it sounds like it's not real, but then again, we live in America. Um, so, you know, fi- uh, fact can be weirder than fiction sometimes, and I think this might be an example. Um, I just want to see Sam Elliott looking for Bigfoot. That just sounds like perfect, perfect movie. So
0: You had me at Sam Elliott.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the mustache. As long as he has the mustache,
0: we're good. I know. Um, it, it's interesting that you mentioned Sam Elliott because he's also nominated for an as- for an Oscar this year.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know he probably won't win I wish he I, I'd like to see him win one day but right he's getting up there um, but yeah this was one that I, you can go see the trailer already it's it's out there it's it looks weird um but yeah what you what you got
0: yeah so Stephen will go indie. I guess I'll go more mainstream um I'll say this um yeah we'll skip over yeah because Januarys we'll go right to February um I'll say uh, the Lego Movie 2, the second part. Sure,
1: yeah, yeah. I'll... And
0: I bring that up because I very much enjoyed the Lego movie, the Batman Lego movie. Oh, yeah. But I, I didn't see Lego Ninjago. Uh, I
1: did. Um, yeah.
0: St- what okay. do you think?
1: It's okay. Yeah.
0: It's in, You know, Lego has made a bit of a comeback in the last few years, not only with its movies, but with its product in general. You know, you, got, you had the video games, you had the movies, and, and now it's kind of... You know, bump their sales up a bit, and I'm excited for the Lego Movie, too. I mean, the, the, is is the first one, you know, a great, astounding, amazing movie? No, but I think it was innovative. Oh, definitely. I think it was the, a especially hell of a the lot an- of fun, especially the animation. The yeah. animation and what they were able to do, and going into that movie, people thought like, "Oh, a Lego Movie? That's gonna sound like a bit of a joke." But it ended up being. You know, for the lack of a term, it ended up being awesome because, you know, everything is awesome. <laughs> and, you know, we got the same cast back from the first film. Chris Pratt, Elizabeth Banks is in it. And, you know, Will Arnett's back as the voice of Lego Batman. Batman. And it's going to be a romping adventure movie. And I kind of can't wait to see it.
1: Yeah, it seems they're going, uh, you know, as long, I think that the big thing for me is, is them – getting more world building going to different right. places that we haven't seen and i've heard i've heard an earlier review and apparently they, they do that you know they go off Good. into space you know a lego space what do you want to call it and uh you get to see more places so i'm interested I'm, I'm i'm ready for it yeah
0: you can literally do anything with legos oh yeah anything
1: and Lincoln logs. Yeah, Lincoln logs. Uh, well, maybe not as much. But uh, <laughs> I don't see Lincoln logs, uh, Star Wars toys anywhere. Uh, I guess no, they, can't, they can't say I do. I don't think you can really build a lot of things with logs, but uh, say that to Abraham Lincoln. So, uh, <laughs> all right, so going back to the indie realm again, uh, this is one you I've also seen a trailer too uh, in the theaters. Uh, it's called Gloria Bell, which is uh, directed by Sebastian Leo, uh, who directed Fantastic Women. Best foreign film winner from last year, mm-hmm. um, and uh, it's got Julianne Moore and John Turturro. This is another A 24 film, uh, and it's basically about a woman who's kind of looking for love. She's going around. She lives in L A. She's looking for love, and she runs into John Turturro. And it's kind of like a looks like a sweet romantic comedy type of movie, and with, with an art, more of an artful you know direction to it. It's not doesn't seem like it's going to be so straightforward. Um, So, yeah, and and anything with, uh, you know, Julianne Moore in
0: it, I'm in, so. Nice. You? Anything? Yeah, oh, me? Uh, This next one is not so much anticipated, but a bit of a curiosity for me. Okay. And it's a bit of a personal curiosity for me. And that is Robert Rodriguez's Alita Battle Angel. And the reason reason why I bring this in, one, because uh, Robert Rodriguez is a bit of an inspiration for me in general. His early films... And even up to Sin City, I think, are all films you can look at and study and learn about filmmaking. He, he's always been very open about the process of filmmaking. And what it, what fascinates me about Alita Battle Angel is, one, it's not a known property. It's a movie that has been pushed, I think, not once but twice in its release date. And I have no idea how this is going to do in the theaters. It's coming out on February 14th, which is Valentine's Day, yeah. for those of you... Who celebrate Valentine's Seems Day? Seems like a
1: good Valentine's Day movie,
0: and it's you know it's it's I believe it's based on a comic book or I believe a manga something like that, and it, the cast and it's really good. Christoph Waltz is in it, Jennifer Connelly is in it. Um, this movie looks like it should be a fun, you know, CGI action film that's probably not going to do so well at the box office, but I have hope for it, and I'm more it's more of a curiosity for me. It is. It, me too, and, and you know. What
1: I'm hoping for is the fact that they've had all this extra time that they right. have have done the best work that they could with the CGI. Yeah, um,
0: and it, it is produced by James Cameron. Yeah. If that, if anybody cares, if that helps, you know, <laughs> if it helps, they're using his name at least for marketing.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm definitely going to check it out. I think that the the obvious reason it got pushed was was a strategy money wise. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it was not going to that December was was, oh, it was, gonna was die. not a good spot for any any smaller no. movie apparently uh, and even was, some bigger movies so
0: apparently it was supposed to come out originally last summer probably wouldn't have been a good spot for no. it uh december was just crowded as heck with aquaman's into the spider verse mary poppins um t- I, I look what happened with the uh, um uh, what's that movie? Mortal, Mortal, Mortal Engines? Engines. Mortal oh Engines. that movie was dead on arrival yeah. and i think at yeah. least Elita Battle Angel would have suffered the same fate.
1: Well, the thing is, is when you're not a, a, a IP, you know, property right. that everybody knows, it's definitely that's why. I mean, all the IP stuff, like you said, Mary Poppins and Aquaman and stuff, that's the stuff that all was gonna, like we kn- we knew it was gonna make money. Um, right. So you know, but um, all right. Well, this next, next one I got um is one I think you've probably seen the trailer to this one. This was this one's not really indie. It's more it's it is more of a mainstream one. Um. It's called the aftermath, um, and it's the one with Karen Knightley and Alexander Skarsgård and Jason Clark. Where it's post World War II. Um, it's like a romance movie where basically uh, Karen Knightley and her husband, Jason, played by Jason Clark, are like moving into this house that was once owned by a German wid- widower, and now they have to like I guess they're they're basically rooming together. The ger- so you know of course there's tensions there uh, of course with a German uh, person and a and they're British and uh, it, it, Jason Clark gets in the trailer this is all in the trailer Jason Clark gets sent off back into whatever I, the reconstruction the recon you know everything's been destroyed of course because of the war and he's he's helping with the reconstruction and while and you know while he's gone Karen he's alone with this German you know. Uh, you know, person who Alexander Skarsgård and they have a romance and it looks like it could be, you know, an interesting, Mm -hmm. you know, movie. Uh, I mean, I, I like Kara Knightley. Um, I think she's a solid actress that Mm -hmm. doesn't really get enough. I mean, we, we, I think we just used to seeing her in the same types of movies. Um, and she gets, she gets kind of like, I think forgotten, but I've liked her in movies like begin again. Uh, she's really good in that. And like with that, which is a John corn corn, uh, John Carney. Carney film, and um, I, I think she's a good actress. I think you know, and Alexander Skarsgard. I think this will be something a little different, um, right, than what we've seen him in recently. So,
0: what well, one one thing we've learned from following Cara Knightley's career is that she loves her. Uh, romantic period pieces or just period oh, yeah. pieces in general. She's oh, yeah. in at least one every year or every other year. She's a I think an underrated fantastic actress. Oh yeah. Um and I didn't, I didn't, I didn't see it,
1: but apparently the movie she did last year was pretty good. Colette. Right. I didn't yes. see it, but I heard she was really good in it. So
0: but uh, not surprising. Next up on my list, uh staying in the mainstream. Um, I had to plug this because I don't think this franchise gets enough credit or enough love. And this is the newest film in the How to Train Your Dragon franchise. And that is How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World, or How to Train Your Dragon 3. Yeah. And I bring this up because it, it for some reason this franchise I think gets lost amongst the Disneys in the Pixars of the world. And it's now the third film in what I think is a fantastic animated franchise from a studio that I don't think gets enough credit. Credit for its animated films, and I believe it's it's Fox. Um, I could be uh, wrong dream, on that. Dreamworks, I Universal, right? yeah, I think it's Universal Pictures. It's Dr- uh, DreamWorks. It's a, it's yes, uh,
1: DreamWorks is owned by yeah. uh, Universal. DreamWorks is owned by somebody.
0: <laughs> I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I don't it remember. One. But well, I'll, I'll think- say, yeah, but while I'm looking that up, I'll continue to talk here. Um, if you're not familiar with this franchise, get on it right now, especially if you have kids. And even if you don't have kids, watch it anyways, because it's a lot of fun. Um, it's set in kind of this mystical world with, like, Vikings and stuff. And the and and, and it, it stars the voice acting of people like Gerard Butler and Jay Baruchel. It's basically a story about a boy and his pet dragon. You know what I mean? And it's very much similar to a a boy and his pet dog, a boy and their pet cat, or even a girl and their pet dog, pet cat, whatever. And it's kind of their journey of friendship and overcoming different adventures and stuff like that. And I just find it really, really charming. And the, the soundtrack, the musical score for all of these movies is fantastic. Just absolutely brilliant. And I just don't think it gets enough love for its gorgeous animation as well. And they keep getting nominated for best animated feature, but keep losing at the Oscars. <laughs> Shocker! Yeah, DreamWorks is. Let's see. Yeah, it's it is DreamWorks. So wherever DreamWorks is at, I, which I, think, I think DreamWorks is, is its
1: own independent studio. Maybe I don't think it's owned by anybody.
0: It's got to be. owned. Everybody's yeah, I mean, owned by
1: everybody. I mean, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I know Spielberg. You, you know, it's it might be Paramount because Spielberg, Spielberg has worked with Paramount a lot and.
0: Yeah, I think Let's
1: I think Spielberg <sighs> is the one that started DreamWorks. So,
0: you know what's interesting is you you go to look this stuff up and you never get a direct answer to any Can of I questions. i not get a straight
1: answer from yeah, the internet like, anymore.
0: It's like their parent company is Amblin, and I'm like Amblin is, is 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 I know I believe is owned by Universal because that is yeah Amblin was Steven Spielberg's you know production company and whatnot. They're still. Making movies and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, the the overall big 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 brother I believe is Universal Pictures. Okay. Uh, but yeah, it is a subsidiary of a subsidiary. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. You know how this stuff works. Whatever. Everybody owns everybody. Yeah. But yeah, I really love *How to Train Your Dragon* franchise and and Hiccup and Toothless and and now we're we're seeing another another dragon similar to the dragon that that Toothless is is from is part is the race of and whatnot and i really love how this franchise keeps expanding upon itself like the first one was a small story the next one expanded and this one looks like it expands even more and that's what you want to see when it comes to sequels you want to see an expansion of the world and the elements that we are being given especially when we're talking about fantasy and other world stuff like well, ho- that well,
1: hopefully not just that but also a, a, a furthering of the characters themselves right hopefully yeah you yeah <laughs> you want to
0: see everything everything get more interesting and larger and different and more. whatever expansive. the new obstacle
1: is needs to challenge our yeah. characters in a different way
0: yeah when i say world i kind of yeah. mean like yeah. characters like people and the literal world yeah. you know what i mean yeah. but Stephen, what's your next one
1: well, this one's, I think, just uh, premiered at Sundance. Um, it's called The Mustang, um, and it's directed by, I think, a first-time director. It's a female director. I'm not even going to try to – I mean, it's French. She's a French du- – uh, L'O- L'Ore de me, to I'm not even going to say it. Um, let and, me look it up. Yeah, you look it up while I talk about it. And Basically, oh, this goodness. movie's about um, – a convict who is a, is kind of a violent convict and he, he volunteers to go through a, uh, kind of an experimental therapy where you train a wild Mustang. Uh, so, which is a horse of course. And it's just that, that concept just seems really interesting. Um, so uh, yeah, I mean, what, you got a name yet? You got a name for the director? I do. I
0: do. I got it. It's, it is quite a difficult name to pronounce, but I'll, I'll give him my sh- best shot. Uh, Lord de Clermont Tournier. Yeah, I think that's how you say it. That uh, there's no ac- it there's right. no accent in the e in Tonnerre, <laughs> so I don't know if it's pronounced Tonnerre. It maybe it's Americanized. I don't know, but yeah, it's coming out in March.
1: Yeah, so yeah, it's it, it's apparently just premiered over at, at Sundance, and uh, that just sounds like a, an interesting premise. And I, I and, and honestly, I'm kind of a a sucker for horse movies. Oh, um, I didn't know that. I, yeah, I, I like horse movies. I mean, some of them are a little bit schmaltzy, but I I am a sentimental guy. Uh, some of them are a little bit too sentimental, though. But I like stuff like War Horse. I really like War Horse, and I really liked um, Lean on Pete that came out last year. Oh, did um, you see that movie? Yeah, yeah, I see. I own it. I
0: own oh, movie. Yeah. I did know that? Yeah. Uh, just because I I have I mean I have a, a a certain sensitivity to films featuring animals because there tends to be uh, a tendency tends to be a tendency to uh, have them either get hurt or die in these movies. That just seems to be a pattern well, that happens. Unfortunately
1: because they don't usually talk, we can't really get to know them, so we have to put them through things, I guess. I mean it, I guess so. But I, I mean like it's like
0: stop killing animals in your movies as a plot point people. I mean damn. Yeah, I, know. I know I know you're doing it for emotional is, effect. Marley
1: and me has fucked us up for life.
0: I can't watch that movie. <laughs> I can I we'll watch it. I know what happens at the end. I don't I don't need to see that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I don't need to have that feeling again.
0: Yeah, I don't need uh, to be crying, crawled up in a ball, and anything like that. Yeah, <laughs> but
1: uh, yeah, I I I I think this sounds like an interesting premise, and uh, I can't wait to see it. All right, so what you got? What do I have
0: next? Throw, throw uh, something back at me. Throwing something back at you. Well, we're going mainstream of the mainstream of the mainstream here. Whoa! And that is the next film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Captain Marvel which is coming out March 8th. Do you mean Shazam? And, no, I'm just Oh, kidding. yeah, I know. Shazam! I'll get to that. Don't you worry about that. My DC loving heart is anticipating that film. Um, so Captain Marvel is, of course, the newest film in the MCU, which is, isn't it now over 20 films? I can't keep count. It's, it's got to be over 20 by now. Yeah, and it's it's starring Brie Larson as a, Captain Marvel or Carol Danvers. And this film is... Set in the in the 1990s, so we're seeing young versions of Samuel L. Jackson's Nick Fury, as well as Phil Coulson, uh, and what we're getting is kind of a bit of an origin story for the character, as well as a new adventure and in her introduction into the overall MCU and how she's going to fit uh, within it, and we're probably they're probably setting her up to be in the next movie coming out after that, which of course we're gonna talk about no matter what um so yeah i'm looking forward to it the trailers some some parts of it are good some parts of it not so good for me personally but it, it, it when it comes to the mcu right now i know steven's not high on these on these super, comic book superhero movies because there's quite a lot of them and they're just the train's not stopping when it comes I'll to see, how many see the movies i mean oh and he, and yeah I, he's gonna see it. i'm gonna oh, see yeah. them
1: and I, and I and i like some of them but i don't get excited for them there's right. a difference and they don't. They don't tickle my fancy as much as they used to. Okay.
0: Some of them right now are becoming more. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not streamlined, but they they kind of look similar. They're you very, know what I mean? They're
1: very predictable.
0: Not even uh, predictable, but they feel like they're coming off a production line from a certain extent. They're,
1: yeah, they, they're they're yeah they well they are. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, haha. I mean, you don't you don't put out three of these movies from one studio a year. Uh, and 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 you know really think about them. They're they're thought out before they even start. Like they're like oh
0: of course they're coming off the of factory. You know yeah. I mean there's certain uh, different connections that you know uh, connections. I mean like similarity. They start to look similar. You know what I mean? Whether it be aesthetically or tonally yeah. or you know all of them have fun. All of them have the same jokes. All of them you know yeah uh, uh, and, things and, like that. And it, to an
1: extent we can't. I can't. Yeah. I can't give Marvel crap about it because it's no. what is making people come back to the theater. Right, but if for somebody that wants a little bit more from their movies, I have a little bit higher <clears throat> expectations for the films that I see. I want something different from everyone in right. every movie. Of course, I want a little bit more variety from my comic book movies. So when something like, for example, I mean even Shazam, Shazam has me more interested than some of the other films because it's a little bit different tone. Um, but, you know when it Deadpool is. when Deadpool came out, that was. Changing, changing things up, and that's what got my attention. But right. Ma- Marvel's films don't really change things up very often. Not anymore. They don't. Not, not they don't. since Guardians of the Galaxy when that first I'll came say,
0: out. And I say, say this. That's why I think you know, Avengers: Infinity War um, is one of Avengers: Infinity War, and even Black Panther. I thought were different enough to the point where I'm like, okay, this is something new and interesting. Especially Infinity War, the way in which that film. Is structured and the way it ended and all that kind of stuff i'm like okay now we're a little bit out of the box um i'll say this with captain marvel it looks like we're going back more in the box not quite ant-man in the box because i feel like ant-man is its most is, is probably one of their more generic type fran- it is inner franchise <laughs> they got working there right now but i'll say this i'm excited to get you know you know new blood within the directing realm with captain marvel we have a, an acting duo of Anna uh, acting duo and a directing duo of Anna Bowden and Ryan Fleck, who directed the film that's kind of a bit of a an underrated film in my opinion, Mississippi Grind with Ben Mendelssohn and Ryan yeah, Reynolds. Yeah, yeah. It's a smaller, more indie film that deals with like gambling, if you and stuff like that. And it's kind of a friendship movie, but not really. You gotta check it out if you haven't already. They they directed that film and I like the fact that the MCU is putting like, new blood into it. Uh, it's not that I don't like the Russo brothers. It's just like, what are they directing? Like their fourth movie now in it or something <laughs> yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, so I I would like to see some new some new blood when it comes to directing. But yeah, that's Captain Marvel. I know every uh, many many people are super excited for it. Many many people are really happy to have another big time female superhero and have that type of representation. Someone on a similar level to Wonder Woman. I don't think. Captain Marvel has the same grandiose or the same notoriety as Wonder Woman, but at least, you know, this is actually the first film in the MCU that's being headlined by a female superhero. And I know we've gotten other female superhero characters, but never as the main, you know, headlining, cap. this is the Captain Marvel movie. So that's pretty cool to see. But, Stephen, what's your next up in the indie realm? Uh, this
1: one... I guess you could say it's somewhat indie. I mean, it's. Yeah, I think. And you know, we talked about this one a little bit. Uh, where'd you go? Where'd you go, Bernadette? Right. Um, which is directed by one of our favorite directors, Richard Linklater. <laughs> it is. Um, and it stars Kate Blanchett, Billy Crudick, uh Kristen Wiig, Lawrence Fishburne. There's a few others in there, um, but this is based on a, uh, I guess, a best-selling uh, book by Maria Simple, um, and. I don't know. I mean, it, apparently the the Kate Blanchett character, uh, Bernadette goes missing um, and her daughter and her father kind of go on an adventure looking for her. You know, it's kind of a mystery, a lighthearted mystery film. Um, th- you know, I mean, it's linked later. I'm going to go see it. And and Kate Bl- of course Kate Blanchett's always fantastic. I'm a I'm a fan of Billy, Billy Crudick uh, since Almost Famous. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, right I, I, it, there's not. There, there was no, nothing that was going to keep me away from this movie. So, um,
0: yeah, I I'm with you 100. percent I will see every Richard Linklater movie until he stops making movies. I mean, I so, saw I saw Bernie. Uh, you know,
1: so right, Jack Black. Right. So I'm Bernie Bernie's it. good. Under-rated. Bernie's good. I'm just saying, it's like one of them off the wall, like ones he did out of nowhere. That was like, yeah,
0: you got to see. Well, yeah, if you want to get more, uh, see his remake of Bad News Bears. <laughs> Bad News Bears. Yeah. Uh, see, uh, I, I um, the movie, he, the Orson Welles movie he did, "Me and You" and Orson yeah, Welles yeah. with Zac Efron is actually it's actually better than I think people give it credit for or even assume that it is. Like people just yeah. see young Zac Efron and like, come on, the kid yeah, from you know Linklater would be
1: Link Later would be a good maybe if we ever do a uh, a, a profile. Right. Of, a, of a director he would be an interesting one because he kind of goes back and forth between the the indies he does mostly indies but mostly every once in a while he'll go he'll go into the mainstream and he'll do a, a school of rock
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. oh I, yeah yeah i forgot about that but yeah i'm definitely hook line and sinker into this one definitely but next up is kind of an indie kind of not an indie it's it, it's it's a film that is probably gonna be in, it, it, you could say, is in both realms. Sure. Maybe I don't know. You can make the argument, but that is Jordan Peele's new film, Us.
2: Well, I'm and, so excited for this one. And
0: this trailer is absolutely insane, insane. <laughs> um, I couldn't tell you what's really going on in this movie. It tells you a plot, but you don't really not sure what the plot is. And this film looks unbelievably just unique jordan peele is now making really fantastic interesting multi-layered films with get out and i believe he's he's re, he's rebooting the twilight zone series. yeah he's produced he
1: produced black klansman I and mean, he was a producer yes. on that so he's done he's doing a lot of producing work and then this is his second feature film uh, you got uh, Lupita Nyong'o and you got Winston right. Duke, um, and and yeah, the trailer and it seems like basically they go they go on a vacation trip and and with their their daughter and son and and uh, basically in the middle of the night these kind of doppelganger versions of themselves that are like kind of altered uh, show up and start to kind of stalk them. Um, right, and are trying to kill them. I guess I don't. It looks it, we can't explain the movie. It just looks no. super weird.
0: <laughs> I tell you, I mean, I I don't get scared by lots of horror or psychological thrillers or whatever. But there's yeah. something about the concept of doppelgangers that scares the heck out of that, me. The,
1: yeah, that and just that part of the movie from the trailer, and then also just some of the imagery mm-hmm. has some nightmarish, like almost Nightmare on Elm Street type of things going on in it.
0: Oh um, yeah, I think the trailer is nightmare fuel in general.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, I'm super. That's that's coming out the week of my birthday. I'm I'm excited. That's my birthday movie this year. Anytime, a lot of times I get I get I get the Shaft, which is funny because we're gonna talk about <laughs> Shaft later. Um, when it comes to bur- my birthday movies, like the, I think the last really good birthday movie I had that I can remember was Zodiac, which was like ten years ago, like you know twelve years ago. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, I'm excited for this movie, uh, yes. Uh, will it get nominated for Best Picture? I hope so, even though I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> I know. Uh, but, okay, so the next one I got on my list here is one another one I think we've seen a trailer to, uh, which the trailer came out pretty long ago, but now it's finally coming out. Maybe it got pushed at some point, maybe. It's a movie called Best of Enemies, um, which has got uh, Taraja uh, P. Henson and Sam Rockwell Yes, uh, based on a true story, um, and based in North Carolina, where I'm from here, oh. um, right, right, not too far away from me, about an hour away, in a st- set in Durham, North Carolina, and, uh, where, uh, basically you have a civil rights activist played by Taraja B. Henson, and, um, Sam Rockwell plays the leader of the local Ku Klux Klan, and, uh, it's kind of apparently based on, like, they, uh, basically there's a friendship that forms between the two, uh, even though that, of course, they're on opposite sides, and that, and it just seems like a very interesting, and, and you know, it's it, they play it up a little comedically in the trailer, obviously, because I mean, how can you not think about this scenario and kind of think, you know, they might try to pull some dark comedy out of it, but it, it I mean, it, it looks like it might be pretty good. I mean, I, I like both actors. Um, kind of has a Black Klansman feel to it, maybe a little bit. That kind of Spike Lee. Yeah, it know, looks angle. a
0: little. Yeah, I would say it looks a little more. Mainstreamish, if you will. Probably, I don't know if it's gonna have the quite as uh, quite the, the bite, bite of a yeah, yeah. black Klansman. Um, but yeah, I actually saw this trailer the other day when I was in the theater seeing something, and I was like, "Oh, that's interesting." Because Taraji P. also has another movie coming out next year as well. That's the uh, I guess you could say a remake of What Women Want. Um, yeah, that that comes out movie? soon.
1: Comes out soon. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's What Men Want. Oh, coincidentally. Oh, Yeah, wow. that comes out back in February. Yeah, not exactly an original title. <laughs> mm. uh, Nothing's going to beat that Mo Gibson classic. I guess so. I guess so. <laughs> uh, but moving on to another, I, you could say remake, readaptation, uh re-something, whatever. And this is something that going right along with what Disney's been doing over the last several years is they're taking their classic animated movies and making live action versions of them. Wow. In this, this yeah, I know. Wow. What a, <laughs> I'm thinking outside the box there, Disney. I'm excited. <laughs> but this is their live action version of Dumbo directed by none other than Tim Burton. So things could get <laughs> weird. Um and of course it's starring coming. I know, starring uh Colin Farrell, Eva Green, Michael Keaton, Danny DeVito. So you got a mix of some like I don't know if Colin Farrell's been in a previous film of his. But I know Ava Green has, Michael Keaton most definitely has, Danny DeVito as well. Um, yeah, it's a, great, it's a good cast, definitely. A it's good a good cast. cast. It's a good cast, and it's interesting to me that Disney is giving this film a live-action redo or remake you know readaptation because dumbo is not is kind of a is buried deeper in their catalog at least yeah. for me specifically i watched it several times as a kid was traumatized as much as anyone else was um because you know it is it's a story about a circus freak of an elephant with large ears and and stuff like that going on kind of but he's, kind of sad but he's, lonely but he's journey cute but, so he's yeah, but he's cute, yeah. He's cute, cute himself. So
1: that's why they, can, how they can sell the movie, is they got a right. cute elephant that they can sell to the kids. Right. And Tim Burton can make it weird. Oh yeah, Tim he's Burton gonna, can make it. You know, Burton, he'll make it weird.
0: And Tim Burton's been working now with Disney for the last several years, so they he have a and, good relationship. Alice in Wonderland, uh, and oh yeah. Uh, you know, he,
1: what else did he do with them? He did. Uh, uh, what did he do? With, he did that other one with Eva Green. Isn't that uh, a Disney movie too? The, yes, uh, it is.
0: Is it like Miss Peregrine's something, something, something? Yeah, 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 that one. Yeah, I... And, you know, Tim Burton for me is someone who I both like and don't like sometimes, and, what you know, it goes back and forth for me sometimes. I like his early work versus his more recent work and all that kind of stuff. I'm
2: definitely torn on him.
0: The the movie was called Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children. Yeah. I believe it was based on a, a YA novel series or something yeah. like that sounds very YA it is very uh, but, YA yeah but you know if you <laughs> see the trailer for this the trailer is is, is interesting because you know it does have that darker more you know melancholic tone to it um the one thing I know they'll definitely not have in this is that the movie is notorious for having uh the racist crows at the end of Dumbo people always bring up those yeah. uh those racist crows so Disney racist. does have a history of some racial problems in their movies, and that and, that and putting penises and everything. Just with them and putting penises and everything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the cover of the VHS for Little Mermaid, um, having sex spelled out in the sky in Lion King, I believe, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, man, they they just got. I mean, I mean, those them? are more like those are more urban legends type sure, types of things. Sure, sure, whatever, whatever. Uh, But yeah, that's Dumbo, and and it's actually probably not the most anticipated live action disney film of the year that's coming up later yeah yeah definitely
1: all right well i'll go into uh something that that'll be a little bit more this is more on our uh if you're a criterion fan this is a a, a kind of a prominent criterion director uh, a film from a guy named mike lee uh, he's got a movie coming out called peter Liu, um and let me let me pull out this other i got this other thing that talks about this but this was something i saw i saw a trailer to last year um and it's set during uh, the 1819 peterloo massacre massacre where british forces attacked a peaceful pro democracy rally in manchester and mike lee is a, is is a really good director he's done a lot more smaller films this seems like a, a bigger you know something a little bit bigger than I think he. I've used to seeing him. I mean, I haven't seen all his movies, but I've seen like Meantime, um, which had early. Uh, I think that's the movie that had early. Um, what's his name? Um, uh, I'm blanking. Who's the, I'm blanking too. Yeah, who's the guy that was in Meantime? The two actors that was like their, one of their first Tim Roth. Yes, and, it is Tim Roth. I was and, looking. Yeah, uh, and who was the other guy that is in Sid and Nancy? Um oh Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman, early Gary Oldman in it. Yeah, there's
0: y young from yeah. Molina's in it as well. Yeah, I mean. yeah.
1: So he's I mean he's a British director, he's worked with a lot of great actors and, and done yes, some, some great small movies. Um and a few of them are on the Criterion Collection. He's he's really good. And this I you know, I'm always interested to see what this guy's got going on and
0: this just seems like a different type of movie than I'm used to seeing from him, so uh yeah. Yeah, I I, I love Mike Lee. Mike Lee is one of my favorite directors. Of all time, I think he's he's an amazing director. His films, at least from the ones I've seen, have a very humanistic perspective from them. Um, he deals with a lot of humanistic type, type issue, type issues. And at least his early work, um, I would seek out his work if you can. Um, Life is sweet. I think is really fantastic. For me, my first film from him was Secrets and Lies, which is literally impossible to find on DVD and Blu-ray and it's like come on Criterion release that already. I've been wanting to really them to release that movie now for like 8 years. I'm like come on just give me this movie. <laughs> the DVD is out of print and impossible to get. But yeah, Naked is another film I think is really good. Um All or Nothing, Happy Go Lucky with um what's her name uh, who was in uh what's her name? Uh, our, our, Sally our, Hawkins. Yeah, Sally yeah. Hawkins. Uh, she was in uh, *The Shape of Water* last year. She was in, she's in uh, the Paddington movies. Uh, she's a fantastic, lovely actress. I really like her a lot. But I really like Mike Lee's work, and he hasn't done a movie for quite a few years. His most recent film was *Mr. Turner* back in 2014. Yeah, yeah, I
1: remember that. Yeah. Uh,
0: so this is a, this is it's been quite a few years from him, and he's getting up there in age. He's not a, he's not a young guy anymore. Um, so who knows how if he's going to retire soon or whatever's going to happen, but I really really like his work. Moving on now to you know staying in the April April for mainstream cinema is when things start heating up, when you're getting movie after movie and things start getting a little crowded. Damn, um, yeah, there's quite a lot of movies here. But first up here, <laughs> of course, is. Um, is coming out April 5th is a movie that I'm looking forward to and that is David F Sandberg's Shazam Zayam. starring Shazam starring Zachary Levi, Mark Strong uh this, of course this is the newest film in the DCEU DC film universe DC movieverse whatever it's called um and of course and this is centered around the character of Billy Batson who is this kid who all of a sudden one day gets superpowers. He is kind of, you know, chosen if you chosen will. Chosen
1: by some mystic, you know, guy. Chosen
0: by yeah, chosen by a mystical wizard Sorcerer. named Shazam, who is po- portrayed by Jimon Hong in this movie, and he gives him magical powers. And his magical powers where he uh, he has super strength. He can fly. He can use magic. He can use lightning. He can do all kinds of stuff. But he transforms from like this little, like skinny, like teenage but he still kid. Has,
1: he still has his intelligence as a kid. Yeah,
0: that's the whole thing. He he, he transforms into this big buff superhero. And I'll say this as a, as a DC Comics fan, this is a deep cut of a superhero. He's not. A, he is. Part of the Justice League at some points during the comics, he has his own comic book uh, titles uh, often, and he's been around in DC Comics for a very long time. They, he started out being known as you know Captain Marvel and stuff like that. They they had to change the name at some point because of um, copyright and all that kind of stuff. But this is not a Superman, a Batman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman. You know, Green Lantern. More of, you know. Yeah. more of a B
1: or C level.
0: More of a B or by name, but in terms of ability and power, he's, he's rival Superman. He and Superman have had great confrontations and fights in the comics before, so he's pretty powerful. Well,
1: I, mean, I mean, Superman's one of his weaknesses is magic, and you know, of course, he yes. gets his power from magic, so...
0: Right. Um, you know. but, but like Steven said, the uniqueness of Billy Batson or Shazam is that he, he's a kid in an adult's body. Yeah. you know it's a very big situation, you know, 13 going on 30 situation or yeah, whatever yeah. other Whatever and, and other cou- movie. And the
1: storyline you know. itself is, of course, like it's like big, you know, the Tom Hanks movie. So if you like yes. big, you'll probably be kind of into this. And I'm a fan of Zachary Levi. I, I love, I him love that Chuck. Man. I love old Chuck. He's, he right. made an appearance on um, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Yes, he did, uh, and, and, I, and I liked him in that. And uh, he, I, I he think was he's, in, he's a charming he, actor. So yeah,
0: he was in Thor: The Dark World. Uh, he was yeah, in, he was in very, Thor very Ragnarok short. for a good five <laughs> seconds. Yeah, um, but he's a he's yeah he's a comic book, you know, nerd for the lack of a better term. He's yeah. he's he's well into that world. He knows that world very well, and it's nice to have somebody who is fans of that type of property to go into it with that that passion and that sincerity as opposed to somebody who doesn't know anything. You know what I mean? Hopefully yeah. with the
1: money he makes off of this movie, he can fund a Chuck sequel, like a, like a sequel movie. Nice. You know, <laughs> or like a Chuck, yeah.
0: Oh, I would even say a uh, yeah, Chuck revival or a Chuck m- movie or something. Yeah, I'm saying like
1: a, like, yeah, bring it yeah. back with a movie. You know, because I, I don't know they, they're to fund doing a, that these days. To, they're doing to that. To fund a series would be a little bit more difficult, but get yeah. a, a good movie to bring it back. I, I want it. I want. A, I want but, a better ending than the one we got.
0: Right, okay? and I'll say this: when it comes to tone, this film is going to be totally different than you've seen from other DC movies. I think even totally different than what you see from Aquaman, which was a lighter film in general. Um, it's a film that, like I said, does have a literally from a child's perspective of what it is to be a superhero. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to it. And yeah, I can't wait. Steven, next awesome.
1: up. Well, this next one, I think will... This one sounds pretty awesome. Um, this film stars uh, Andrew Garfield... Topher Grace is in it. Um, it's directed by David Robert Mitchell, who directed It Follows, um, which came out a few years ago. One of the, I think one of the better horror movies over the last five years, whatever. And uh, this is about—basically, it's kind of a—apparently kind of a film noir-ish type of movie where Andrew Garfield kind of plays this lonely dude uh, going about his business and— he sees this girl that it lives in his apartment complex and then the next day she goes missing. And it's him kinda going on this like kind of random you know, he becomes a detective of sorts. Like, you know, in, in there's a trailer. I wish I'd have watched the trailer before we started, but um I, I love Andrew Garfield. I like I like David Robert Mitchell's first movie. Um and it's you know, it's been a while since it follows, so I mean this comes out April nineteenth and Nice. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, you know, we if you know us, you know we love film noir, and if it's kind of like got that uh, brick vibe, you know, where yes. it's like a neo-noir type of movie, um, then I'm in, so.
0: What is interesting uh, that you oh, mentioned— Oh, and, and let me say oh, what on, the name of the
1: movie is, uh, Oh, because that, that's like the most important thing. A- it uh, may help. Yeah, Under the Silver Lake, sorry, is the name nice. of the movie.
0: Nice. <laughs> it, <laughs> I should probably just, say the name of the movie, yeah. I, I knew what movie you were talking about okay. as soon as you started mentioning the it. The audience because,
1: needs to know. <laughs> yeah, I know. They, they, they may need to know. I got so caught up in what it was about, sir.
0: Right. What is interesting is I saw this trailer like last year, and this movie was supposed to come out last year, and I guess it just kept getting pushed and pushed. But the thing is, I know people who have seen this movie. Like it's screened oh, really? places, and it's screened at like film festivals and all kinds of stuff. And I know that people have seen it. And it's just weird that it's been one of those movies where it's just been pushed a whole year. Um, So I was interested in seeing it when it came out. And I've heard some good things. I've heard some bad things. I do hear it is very weird, which... And you know me, I kind of like my weird and movies, I'm so I'm, I'm I'm in. Already,
1: I'm in, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I
0: like Andrew Garfield. I mean, whatever people will say will say about his Spider-Man run or whatnot, I think he's a great actor. Oh, he, uh, he's
1: he's built up a good catalog of films that he, right, you know, so far Silence and, and uh, one that I think is one of the most underrated movies of the last ten years, uh, uh, 99 Homes uh, is yeah. just a powerful film. Um, that I just get totally overlooked. Yeah, he uh, was
0: in uh, Mel Gibson's uh, Return and, to Hollywood. Uh,
1: well, uh, yeah, Hacksaw Ridge. Um, yeah, he's he's a good actor, man.
0: Yeah. So moving moving back towards my end of things, uh, there's a couple of mainstreamers coming out here. I don't know if I want to talk to the talk about them back to back. I don't want ahead, to man. steal yeah. Stephen's spotlight. But no, 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 you no, know, no, I think we, there's, there's going to be more. We got to get through mainstream. some of these
1: quicker. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get
0: to uh, Pet Cemetery. Awesome. Uh, which is, of course, the newest Stephen King readaptation into movie form. The first one and made me pee my pants. Yeah, well, yeah. And then the original. Uh, there's been a huge revival of Stephen King's work over the last couple of years uh, on the big screen and on the small screen. So I'm looking forward to that. The trailer is really, really good. It's, yeah, the yeah. movie, I, I- you know— Go they on.
1: recasted, you know the. I'm I'm trying to think of the actor's name that played uh, in the Munsters, who was in the original, um, that is now deceased. Um, the his character from the original is now being played by um, John Le- John John Lithgow, Lithgow and uh, that's perfect casting. Perfect yeah, casting. It is. Yes,
0: yeah, I think it's Fred Gwynn. If yeah, that yeah, is the original actor, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Um, but we got yeah. Jason
1: Clark in this. And yeah, Jason
0: Clark's in this. Check out the trailer. It's it's haunting it's, it what is. they're doing. And they're taking Stephen King's uh, works more seriously now than I feel I, I, in they're, the past. They're
1: getting a little bit deeper into the... what the, They're using the book, the source material, a little bit better, I think. They didn't get I, into some of the stuff that I saw in the trailer that I think was in the original.
0: I also um, think they're giving them more... Um, production value and more like yeah. more big time actors are working on them and they're not like like most of his adaptations have been like tv movies and stuff like that not that there's anything wrong sure. with tv movies but you know if they don't have the budget that some well, of I these mean when they did
1: when they did Shining again that was yeah. because Stephen King was like I don't like the Kubrick version yeah you're st- weird Stephen King
0: <laughs> yeah but next up is kind of another uh re-adaptation or reboot of something and that is Hellboy Uh, And this is not the Hellboy from Guillermo del Toro. This is brand new. And this is directed by Neil Marshall, starring David Harbour as uh, Hellboy. Uh, Mila Jovovich is in the film. Ian McShane is in the film. This comes out April 12th. And the trailer for this movie confused me from the perspective that we were told this was going to be a darker, more serious version of Hellboy, and yet we got a very just, upbeat and comedic trailer I was gonna say and it I'm just like,
1: kind of looks like what del Toro did already, yeah, it's it, like
0: it, it, <laughs> look very, like he's cracking jokes and all that kind of yeah. stuff. I'm like, and I understand that it is probably literally from the source material itself. That's the way Hellboy is, but I'm like, you can't you can't tell me one thing and then do the complete opposite. So, so I'm gonna, you just want to ask just,
1: questions. you're just doing what del Toro already did, like yeah, and just yeah, I mean. You know, I, I want to see it. I mean, I, I'm not like super pumped for it because no, I'm. A, I I'm like
0: a... Hellboy. I really like sure, the character I in, the, in the World and stuff like that. That's why I'm more. I'm I'm very fascinated by it.
1: Yeah, I'm definitely gonna check it out. But I, I you know, for what it looks like in this movie, I just I really wish we could have worked out a way to get Del Toro's vision because, I mean, I, the the big thing was the budget. You know, he wanted right. a bigger budget. They weren't willing to give him the money to make. Another Hellboy that that I mean because Del Toro he likes to do a lot of practical stuff and right. and because of that it it inflates the budgets yeah and,
0: there's no know. way they were gonna pay for a two hundred plus million dollar budgeted no. Hellboy because free. the Hellboy
1: movies didn't even make that much money no they're not big <laughs>
0: big IPs or big money makers or anything no. like that so but, um, right. do I want I mean I could wrap up I could literally no, wrap ahead, up ahead, April here going. I mean. The, uh, the big one, the biggest one for April, of course, is Avengers Endgame. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, we're, fra- oh, sh- sh- I'm disappearing,
1: I'm disappearing. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and we're back, and we're back. Oh, uh- uh, Avengers Endgame is the follow-up, of course, to Avengers Infinity War. uh We have to literally, you know, see what's going to happen because of the events of Avengers Infinity War. How are they going to bring certain characters back? How are we going to extend the story? How are we going to perhaps change the franchise into a new direction? Who really knows what's going to happen? And it's one of those times in the in the MCU where anything could happen. Literally, you know that's what I, that's what I really liked about Avengers: Infinity War is it opened up new doorways that they could possibly go through. Who knows if they will, or or who knows if they'll play it safe? What we do know is certain characters are probably going to come back maybe all of them, maybe some, who really knows. Uh, once again, we have Joe and Anthony Russo, the Russo brothers are back. Uh, the movie is starring literally nearly everybody. everyone, everybody. And, <laughs> and new people. Su- and new people. <laughs> and new people. Uh, Captain Marvel is probably going to be in it. Um, I can't wait to see what's going to happen. This is going to be the one of the bigger events of the year at the movie cinema. This is going to be... Droves of people going to see this movie. People dressing up in characters and all kind of stuff like are you, that. Are you and,
1: hinting at something you're gonna do? Or no, Christ, no, 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 no. That's not <laughs> no, we, me. That's, we, not... We, that's for the nerd. That's for the people that don't like to be comfortable when they're watching movies. Right. Um, yeah, I, I like to be perfectly comfortable. And uh, yeah, I, w- I will be checking this out along with everybody else. Um, hopefully, a couple days early, without seeing it with the public for the first time, because the first time I need to be able to see the movie and not be interrupted. Interrupted. The second time, I'll go see it with the people. Right. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Move on yeah. to what you want to... Yeah. What do I want to talk about next? Let's see here. Um, a, a movie that I could have seen at Telluride is now finally coming out uh, called Nonfiction, which is an Ol- Oliver S.A.S. film, another Criterion Collection far- favorite. Um, you know, did movies like Cla- The Clouds of Cez-Maria, um and... Cold Water, and Summer Hours, and, and many films. He's a French filmmaker. Um, yeah, I mean, it's got another film with, with his kind of longtime uh, uh, duo with uh, Juliette, Brenoche, um is in this film, and it's kind of like a, a light comedy romance type of movie. Once again, it's kind of something he kind of does all the time. I mean, they're French, so um, <laughs> you know, right. romance yeah, is uh, in a lot of their movies. But uh, I mean, anything he comes out with, I'm going to check out. Also, I, I, I just, I, I like, I, th- I think he's a fantastic director, and uh,
0: yeah, so yeah, I'm with you. I love Olivier Assayas' films um most of the, all of them come out in the Criterion collection now so yeah, I yeah they, that's kind of where i pick them up every single time they come out i he's a great fantastic foreign film director making very interesting thought provoking character films uh he usually has great fantastic female leads in his films so i can't wait for this one
1: i got another one real quick I'll,
0: I, Do I, it. I know you'll get excited about this one um
1: may 10th uh tolkien uh, the nice. bi- biography about uh, you know J.R.R. R. J. R. Tark- Tolkien who wrote, of course, the Lord of the Rings uh, films and the Hobbit and uh, or not the films but the books and the it's going to be portrayed by uh, Nicholas Holt is yes. playing the lead character and I know you 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 you, you go ahead Andrew I know oh, you're, yeah. a, you're J- a
0: huge J- fan J.R.R. R. Tolkien I think is one of a is one of the many literary geniuses we've had you know throughout you know, literary history and his uh backstory is very fascinating, fighting in World War One and how that impacted his writing and his personal life, seeing his friends, you know, die in the grueling trench warfare of World War One. It really impacted a lot of the themes he evoked in The Hobbit as well as The Lord of the Rings. He was a linguist professor, I believe, at Oxford. You know, he developed his own fantasy world with languages and cultures and histories and he took He took things from different, you know, cultures and languages and that that existed in the real world. Where come to, you know, he wanted to give England its own sense of uh, mythology and legend and stuff like that. And that's kind of like his basis for Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit. Yeah, he's my favorite author of all time. Lord of the Rings is just my favorite thing ever. Favorite book, favorite movie. I mean, (laughs) and I just heard about this like couple of weeks ago <laughs> I mean oh really kind of just dropped They kind of just like yeah I kind of just heard about it recently myself wow. I didn't know it was in the works I I could have assumed that they've been wanting to do a J.R.R. Tolkien um biopic for a while it, the tough part is is that is it's tough to get um
2: the rights, rights from his
0: family yeah. and all that kind of stuff they're very they've been very protective and there've been a lot of legal battles when it comes to just the stuff for Lord of the Rings and whatnot and all kind of stuff. The backstory of the making of Lord of the Rings is fantastic, as well. Just kind of the fam, the family and law, and getting rights and all that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, cool. So,
0: so right. next up here, we are in in tre- We're now in May. We're now in the entrenched in the summer season. I'll go through a couple of here because we want to pick things up a little bit. Personally, uh, this is. Uh, <laughs> I don't, uh, I don't know if everyone mentioned this, but uh, Pokemon Detective okay, Pikachu right, is coming move, out. Move uh, right. Ryan Reynolds is the voice of Pikachu. He's a detective. <laughs> I'll say this: as a Pokemon fan growing up, I was This is the movie we probably waited like twenty years for and, to have Pokemon and so interacting. Down. Yeah, Pokemon interacting with real life people in the real world, and it, and the CGI looks really, really good actually like it's kind of what uh, I, the I, world would look like i'm, it's I'm more over it it's I'm more over of a nostalgia it, yeah. piece for my uh, yeah. generation i'm over for our it. generation i'm over uh, it. i mean i, I deadpool <laughs> as pikachu whatever
1: whatever i guess so whatever. <laughs> next
0: up here is of course one of my most anticipated of the year that is john wick chapter three oh, yes. parabellum oh. uh du- we direct director Chad stahelski is back in the director's chair and he is giving us once again what looks like an action feast this oh, movie yes. looks awesome as hell uh. it's a literally a direct follow up to the events of John Wick chapter 2 which as you know that movie ended on a bit of a cliffhanger yes uh, john wick is now um enemy number 1 basically there's
1: every, a, there's a what was it 5 million dollar hit yeah, on him yeah it's
0: like a huge amounts of money to get him He's and uh, he's, he's on a hit list, basically.
1: He's on a hit list. All the hit men, and if you've seen the last one, you you know that basically hit men are everywhere, and we don't yeah. know it.
0: <laughs> there's a there's a whole underground, like worldwide culture of bounty hunters, basically. Yeah. Hit men, hit women. Um, they've Assassins, got you know. they've got their own code of honor. They've got their own you know networks money? and money <laughs> currency. They've got you know buildings and hotel you know hotels and all that kind of stuff where. The, that are like safe zones and whatnot, and man, this movie looks of There's a, there's a whole bananas. networking
1: system of it, yeah, and yeah, and and at the end of the second one, he gets a hit out on him, and now he's running loose in New York, trying to get away, um, yeah. trying not to not to get killed. So yeah, it's and exciting. Will,
0: yeah. And will this be the last film? You know, it would I make so. a nice tight trilogy, but I don't want to see this to end because Keanu Reeves is having a fantastic resurgence within the action genre for him. Uh, not that he's an old guy in any ways, but he's been acting, you know, since the '80s. He's been around for quite a while.
1: Oh, I mean, he's in his fifties. I
0: mean, he's yeah, but he in doesn't look it though. I no, mean, he's, he's in good shape, and he you oh know, he, he, yeah, he keeps he himself looks fantastic. in shape. Yeah, yeah,
1: and, uh, yeah. Of course, I love the character. I love the movies, but you know, I I am I am. Sometimes you know it's good to stop where when you're at your are at your peak you know and I if this ends up being really good I think I'll be good there we don't need any more you know maybe continue on the universe in some way maybe do a TV show here I know, heard it, that it,
0: I heard that they're developing a TV show
1: based for the around Continental,
0: yeah based called the Continental which yeah. I think Keanu's gonna cameo in I think which or something cool. like that which would be cool which would be cool which would be cool I would love to see you know. You know, like we said, there are many other assassins or bounty hunters. It's, I like it's to see wide open their story like other stories get picked up and whatnot. But yeah, I'm I'm hook line and sinker for this. Watch that trailer, please. I mean you
1: could always do a young John Wick story uh, and in I don't need some... prequels. I don't, I don't prequels. either, but I'm just saying <laughs> that's something they'll think about. <laughs> I don't need
0: I don't I don't, I, I don't need it. I don't You, you I don't,
1: don't want to get like a uh, a Timothy Chalamet yeah, to play a young John
0: Wick. I like the I like the mystery. Of the bo- no, the I boogeyman agree with you, mystery, I'm with you. Where it's, it's like, like it's this like, guy was the boogeyman. Like it's, he it's, was
1: It's like a slasher, you know. Like, I don't yeah. need to know what the slasher had for breakfast when he was a kid. I, no. You know, it's okay. I don't, you know. We we don't need to know what John Wick do we know he was an assassin and that he did a bunch of shit. And he yeah, had I, that he had that trial where he had to like to get out of his contract, he had to do all that crazy shit that we don't know what exactly he did. Yeah, but we, we know it was either. crazy. Um, no. we don't need yeah, the, to see it.
0: Yeah, the movie has a great cast. Keanu, like we mentioned, Halle Berry, Ian McShane, Lawrence Fishburne is in it. El Angelica Houston is in it. Uh, yeah, I can't wait for this movie. But next up on my list is another May movie. And that is Dexter Fletcher's Rocket Man, which is a Rocket bit of a Man. biopic for Elton John. Another. Enigmatic. Yeah. Is this gonna get nominated for Best Picture? <laughs> I know another <laughs> enigmatic, uh, you know, a musician, which you know, I mean, an I mean, all, it's all-time musician, partially
1: directed by the same guy yeah. uh, that yeah, did Bohemian Dexter Rhapsody. Dexter
0: Fletcher, who is, I guess you could say, the real director of Bohemian Rhapsody, since nobody will say well, I, the real director's name anymore.
1: I get, yeah, he's the stand-in, but I mean, technically, Brian Singer directed most of it, but he, yeah, he know. finished the movie. The joke. Yeah, fi- I I know, the joke, apparently. Yeah, he. That was the joke,
0: Stephen. I know it was. <laughs> I know.
1: I'm just saying, like. Uh, yeah, he he came in and finished the movie when they had to fire Brian Singer. Right. So technically, yeah, I mean we're getting the, he, that guy that was connected to that movie. You know, d- he's doing another musical biopic movie. And I, you know what? I I love Elton John, and and I'm you know this has kind of a fantasy element to it. I think so. Uh,
0: he, yeah, what, he yeah, I mean he Elton John is very flamboyant, very um, bam, bombastic type bombastic of, type you, you know, of performer and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. His outfits are fantastic. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. It's uh, it's going to be a colorful movie, and it's going to be a uh, uh, – it's it's going to – I mean, get we're probably going to get a little bit – I mean, Elton John, of course, is still performing and still – With us. Yeah. He's still with us, so he, I'm sure he got we, – we, Taron Egerton got a lot of insight, you know. Uh, so hopefully it will be very accurate. Um, yeah,
0: Taron Egerton is playing young Elton John. I'm not sure how much of Elton John's career the film is going to cover, but um, – like we said, he's still literally performing. I mean,
1: and, so. and and compared to Bohemian Rhapsody, it seems that Taron Egerton's actually singing in this
0: movie. <laughs> you know what? They they used some of Rami Malek and then some wow. of, some other person, yeah. who really knows. Um,
1: it's mostly Freddy.
0: <laughs> or, or they had a stand. They had somebody who sounds like Freddy do it. Yeah, uh, do wow. some of the performing. Um, Steve, but, do you have anything? Eggert, you,
1: Egerton can sing for real. Oh, okay. I mean he hes- he was in that movie sing. He was the animated gorilla. Oh. He was the gorilla like, that could sing really good in that movie. So he can actually sing. But right. um Do you have any right.
0: other thing for May? Because I've got you know, May is packed when it comes to mainstream stuff. Uh, I got one I got one I've May got, I got one I've May got, title here that's
1: um yeah. called. it's called um it's from James Gray, the director James Gray. Oh, I was actually it. just going to mention that. Okay, so, well, but... Ad Astra, um, yes. which is du- uh, directed by James Gray, and it stars Brad Pitt, Tommy Lee Jones, uh, Donald Sutherland. It comes out May 24th, and it's it looks like a hard sci-fi film where – um, you got Brad Pitt's character who is the son of Donald, Donald Sutherland's character who gets lost out in deep space and he has to go and f- find him. Brad Pitt has right. to go out and find him, basically. And apparently there's a mystery and something that could, uh, you know, destroy the planet, something that could, could doom the planet, is- which is a storyline I feel like I've heard a thousand times. But right. it's got Brad Pitt and it's got you know, it's got good actors in it. I I have to I have to see it, of course. Yeah,
0: James Gray is a director who directed The Lost City of Z, which is a really good underrated it's, it's, film. It's underrated, yeah. Um, he also
1: did that movie uh, uh, that I, I told you uh, about, uh, We Own the Night.
0: Yes. Yeah, yes, he did. Um, he, he
1: he's a, he's an underrated director. I, I don't think all his movies work, but I mean, he's he's uh, he's definitely not uh, not a bad director. I like his, right. some of his stuff, yeah.
0: All right, back over to mainstream land, because there's about one, two, f- there's two left in May that, I, that are head, big headliners. Uh, the first one here is something that's already getting a bit of a kickback, kick, kick you know, a <laughs> bit of a little uh, resistance towards. And that is, huh, shocker here, another Disney Live adaptation. And that is Aladdin, directed by none other than Guy Ritchie. Never I thought I'd can see this. I show
1: you the world, <laughs> shining shimmer. Okay, sorry.
0: Uh, the rest of the show will be sung. I will be singing by Stephen. Yeah, got gotcha. you. Um, the movie stars Will Smith, Naomi Scott, Nassim Pedrad, Mina Masood. Um, this is, like I said, it's Aladdin. We all know Aladdin, but it's well, now live action. Yeah, it's Will almost, Smith is the genie. It's almost <laughs> I mean, doomed
1: before it starts because of you know the genie aspect. Um, right. You're already going to get a lot of hate because it's not Robin Williams, right. and unfortunately, Robin Williams is not with us anymore. I'm sure if he was
0: still alive, he probably would have reprised his role, um, but or at the, or at least have given like his a consent, vocal performance, yeah, or or like even saying yeah, do whatever. I mean, uh, the uh, a lot of curiosities with this movie. Guy Ritchie is one of the more unique directors uh, with his style. And I'm wondering, and I'm like, how does Guy Ritchie's unique style and Disney's more formulaic style match up with one another? I guess we're about to see. Mm, Yeah, I don't know. I, Um, I I mean, he's
1: dealt. He obviously, Guy Ritchie's played in the mainstream. I mean, he's done the Sherlock Holmes movies for Warner Brothers, and yes, and, and and you know he so he, he knows how to work with a studio, but yeah, his style of directing where he uses a lot of uh the slowdowns and ramp ups and yeah and I like, wonder if that's to, gonna be part of the movie yeah he
0: likes to like his early work uh lock stock and two smoking Barrels, snatch revolver very, uh, movi- very
1: rated r movies yeah,
0: yeah, I mean those were british
1: rocket gang- rock and roller
0: <laughs> rock and roll you know he's he's he was in like British gangster film land. You know what I mean? I mean,
1: if you if you know a, if you know Matthew Vaughn, they both kind of come from the same school, right? Uh, Matthew, Matthew Vaughn, pre- Vaughn produced yeah. a lot of his movies. He
0: did. Matthew yeah. Vaughn is similar style to him, and he's kind of slipped to the mainstream pretty well. Yeah, but I'm I'm actually uh, I think Man from Uncle is fantastic, very underrated. It is underrated, yeah. Um, I actually this is me going way out of the box. here, Whoa, what are you I doing? really liked his King Arthur film he did. I, two years ago or I so i couldn't
1: get through it man
0: i, I loved it i, I not loved, I, loved is a strong word yeah that's pretty but strong. i liked a lot of it i loved how weird it was that movie I was could, banana i could weird. not like, get through it like dropping acid weird sometimes <laughs> and that movie starred uh, uh, charlie hunnam right yeah who they're really trying to make him be an action star and he's struggling struggling he's
1: struggling yeah. uh,
0: pacific rim and now that movie he's got that he's got the look he's got the Body for it, he's, he's got, just not
1: necessarily the best. He's not, actor.
0: he just doesn't have the roles yet that are really you know fitting I, him. I would well. say
1: Lost City of Z was his, his best yeah. role. Yeah, Lost
0: City of Z actually coincidentally was his best role and probably probably his least seen film. Yeah, <laughs> coincidentally. Yeah. But moving on from Aladdin, um, we have one of my most anticipated movies of the year, and that is Godzilla King of the Monsters. Whoa, yes, this movie's coming out May 31st, which is at the very end of the month. and... What a monstrous way to end the month, oh, pun Jesus. intended. Uh, uh, this film is directed by Michael Doherty, who had d- who has done Trick or Treat in Camp- Krampus. Love it. And this stars Vera Farmiga, Millie Bobby Brown, Kyle Chandler, Sally Hawkins, Ken Watanabe. And this is the sequel or follow-up to... Godzilla directed by the next by... movie
1: in the yeah the next movie in the I guess monster universe whatever yeah, they're calling but it, it but it's
0: more of a sequel to Gareth Edwards Godzilla from sure, a few yeah. years ago than it is you know Kong Skull Island yeah oh, yeah yeah
1: because he's gonna play I mean Kong <coughs> we don't know if Kong's gonna show up in this movie or not maybe an after credit maybe yeah post credits but but this is definitely like. All the big Godzilla villains, oh, yeah. all in one movie. Um, we're talking
0: Rodan, Mothra, King Ghidorah. Yeah. This is going to be the throwdown of the ages. Yeah, and if I'm you were, if you if you
1: didn't it, think there was enough uh, action in the first Godzilla right. movie, this seems to be like triple downing on it so
0: yeah and i'm someone who's a bit of a defender of that first movie i think it's i i like it yeah. i think the godzilla parts of that movie are amazing yeah they are like yeah. his like godzilla's never been this big before or monstrous until and until
1: shin godzilla came out and it yeah. was like too big
0: <laughs> yeah exactly and then uh, and what is interesting is that this movie doesn't have typically the same human cast that the first film had. And that was one of the more negative aspects of the first film is that yeah. the human story or the human story that we were following wasn't really that interesting.
1: Well I mean look, I like Aaron Taylor Johnson. I like Me too. I like Elizabeth Olsen, but they just it didn't work. Uh, and then you kill off Brian Cranston. Oh,
0: spoiler alert Oh
1: come on the movie's like five <laughs> years old. Okay. <laughs> calm down. Brian Cranston dies in the first twenty minutes of the movie or something. Yeah like, the big what thing the hell were they, they thinking?
0: They literally sold that movie on Brian Cranston's. Yeah, he fame. just came off of Breaking Bad. Coming and, off of Breaking Bad, yeah. Yeah,
1: and then you put him in the movie and we're like, oh, cool, Brian Cranston's like a scientist in this movie. And then he dies. <laughs> what the hell were you thinking?
0: <laughs> ah, but
1: you do have Ken Watanabe. Uh, he's always good, and he's coming back. And Let uh, them fight. Let them fight. Um, um, yeah, so, I have a- or as he says in the trailer. He would yeah, be. That, we would he be we just show up and just say that, and I'd be. We fine. would be his pets, actually.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so Godzilla would be our pet? No, we would be his. <laughs> <laughs> he's a great. He's a great actor. I love yeah. him. Um, yeah, I have a special affinity towards Godzilla. I mean, my YouTube channel is literally called Cabzilla, as you know, Cabzilla Productions. But oh, it, wow, it's, it's a play on the name Godzilla. Really? Nobody wow. can pick that up. I didn't pick uh, that up. Wow. Uh, so I really, really like Godzilla. I haven't seen all the Godzilla movies, but I've seen a lot of them. And I've just, I always liked, you know, the big monster Godzilla stuff. Still crossing We've the fingers some for good the movies. We've gotten some bad movies. Uh, still crossing the, Ameri- the finger for that Criterion box set. Yeah, uh, I know. But, uh, still waiting waiting on a good, nice Blu-ray box set of a lot of the old movies. Um, the original film, I think, is still fantastic. Godzilla. Watch it now. I, the, it, it still holds up. But I really liked Gareth Edwards' 2014 film, I believe. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to this one. Cool. So, Stephen, you got anything going into the month of June?
1: Oh, well, let me let me talk about this one. Uh, I, I, I alluded to it earlier. Um, we're getting a another, I guess, reboot or whatever you want to call it of Shaft. Um, uh-huh. Coming out June 14th, and, and, and it's gonna it's gonna apparently bring back the Sam Jackson J- Jackson's Shaft. Um, and it, also the original Shaft, Round the Tree. older, yeah, yeah, Roundtree's coming back, and then so of course it's, but it's also centered around Shaft Junior, who's <laughs> also in the or, movie,
0: or Shaft the Third, maybe, yeah, or
1: whatever you want to call him. Yeah, I mean, uh, so yeah, you're gonna have this th- three shafts in one movie, um, and it's this is where it gets bad. Uh, <laughs> it's directed by Tim Story, um, who did the. the uh, the bad uh, Fantastic Four movies. He did, um, yeah, and he's done some other stuff, and some of them are okay, and some are another bad movies. But uh, I just had to bring it up. I didn't really have anything to say about it other than it exists, and you might yeah. want to see it. <laughs> I'll,
0: the most interesting thing about that is how all the Shaft movies are connected to one another. You know, Apparently. the original, the original Shaft with Richard Roundtree, the, the. Shaft with Samuel L. Jackson, who he, which Richard Roundtree is in, he's in that movie, and he is, you know, Samuel L. Jackson is his son, and then we have the son of the Samuel L. Jackson. Character. And
1: and you could also say, based off of what Tarantino said, Django Unchained is also a prequel to all of them, because <laughs> <laughs> the because fe- because the female character in that movie, what's her name, um, the actress um, that plays. Uh, the love interest.
0: Carrie uh, Washington. Yeah. Carrie
1: right? Washington's character is Kerry? related to the shaft family. That's her oh. last name. <laughs> didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Did you know not know it. that? <laughs> no, did not know that until you just said yeah, it. There's a connection to shaft <laughs> through her. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Um, you can watch Django chained in the line of all these movies, uh, and, and, uh, it'll all connect. Um, but uh, yeah, I just wanted to put that out in the ether if nobody knew because I didn't know until I looked it up that right. there, was, there was another Shaft movie coming out. Uh, yeah. because so, we had right. a Superfly movie come out last year, we did have a Superfly <laughs> movie come out. Nobody watched it. So the currently. black exploitations coming back, people.
0: Yeah, I guess you could say that. Yeah, um, yeah. So there there were a bunch of stuff in June, of course. So I'm going to go through a couple of them. There's this movie coming out that I don't know much of, but I'm curious curious about. It's a movie called Flarsky, directed okay. by Jonathan Levine, yeah. who, of course, did 50-50, um, one of my favorite movies from 2011. And this movie starred—look at this cast. Uh, Seth Rogen, Charlize Theron, Alexander Skarsgård, Bob Odenkirk, Andy Serkis, and O'Shea Jackson Jr. Huh. Ah. It's a, it's a comedy, of course, you know, Seth Rogen. Um so its he what are you talking about—he was in—, he was in <laughs>
1: He was in that, uh, you know, biopic movie uh, about uh, Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs, yeah. Right. So he can do serious.
0: Yeah. You know. The premise for this movie is Seth Rogen stars as an unemployed journalist who attempts to woo his childhood babysitter, a powerful political figure played by Charlize Theron. <laughs> That's the premise of this movie, and I'm like, all right, you go, you go. Well, I mean, it's a great cast and, and the yeah, director, I, like, has, Jonathan
1: Levine. I'm a big fan of. He's Got a good you know, b- movie under his belt. So, I'm yeah, curious
0: I'm, what this trailer is going to look like. Uh, it, it doesn't sound quite like a stoner comedy, but with Seth Rogen, it could very well be so. Oh uh, well. Uh, um, okay. So I think so he's next, moving.
1: I think he's moving past that image a little bit. Uh, I don't, I don't, is he? It's been. It's been a while. I mean, I think in in per, his personal life, sure, he's all about the weed, but in his movies. I don't think he's done a stoner movie in a while. I mean, I get now. I guess he did uh, the Christmas movie a couple the night, years yeah, ago. Yeah, the night before. So that and that had that was a that yeah. Was a he movement, was
0: yeah. he was tripping on everything in that movie.
1: Yeah, you're right. Sorry. Uh,
0: uh, so next up, uh, for those of you who care, The Secret Life of Pets Two comes out June 7th. If you want to see more animated pets doing sure doing adventurous Not things, really. great. Got a good got a good cast when it comes to uh, voice acting. Patton Oswalt. Um, all that Patton Oswalt. I will watch, Ra- Street, I'll watch Lake, Ratatouille Bell. if I want to listen to Patton. Oswalt yeah, give me for- where's my Ratatouille sequel? Damn yeah, it! Really. Come on now, Pixar, Disney. Um, next up here is a movie. Man, this thing's changed more dates than anything I've seen, and that is the I'm assuming final X Men film from Fox. <laughs> oh man! And that is Dark Phoenix, directed by Simon Kinberg and starring. People who've been in these movies now for several years. Should I, should should we care?
1: I mean, I, mean does I, it...
0: I I'm more caring because I'm curious how this movie's going to look because it's been pushed over and over again for various reasons. Scheduling yeah. reshoots. The third act I heard wasn't wasn't good, so they had to go reshoot the whole third act. Um, all kind of stuff, all kind of stuff I've heard about this movie, and I'm just curious. What's gonna happen with it? Because it is gotta be the final movie in the. Well, I mean, I, you Fox. still have New Mutants well, out there. I don't know. Oh, we'll get to that thing in a few. Oh minutes. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But
1: but yeah, I mean, the thing is, is it's hard to care about this thing when you know it's about to be done. Because, yeah, and, it, you know, with,
0: and and you watch the trailer and you're like, oh, so we're just remaking X Men Three: Last Stand. Got it. You ah, know what I mean? Yes. That's what it looked like to me. Yeah, and I'm except, like Simon Peter, except, except for
1: Wolverine pining after. Gene uh, Gray, but I Jean mean, Gene Gray, yeah.
0: Famke Jansen, That's Gene Gray. Good casting, good casting. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
0: I mean, and the Wolverine. Wolverine was always pining after Gene Gray in the comics. At least that was, comic ager. The problem is, is you're adapting one of the most famous X-Men, and stories in comic book history, and you're you're doing it badly. You know what I mean? That's that's another problem. So this time is like their redo. Like they're redoing it, but yet again, movie ha- has it so many problems. And you're just curious what what it's going to um, end up being because X Men Apocalypse wasn't was disappointing yeah. to say the least. And what is killing me is you got a great cast: McAvoy, James McAvoy, Michael Fassbender as Charles Xavier and Magneto have been the linchpin of the X Men franchise for the last couple of years because they're fantastic in those roles. Yeah. The problem is is I don't think they're doing anything particularly. Interesting they're not, they're, with those, yeah. Roles.
1: They're not getting a lot of good material, is they not,
0: not so much? They started off fantastic, but now yeah. they're just playing that same trope over and over again. Where like they're frenemies, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the in the friend they have different philosophical feelings, they're, they're against one another, and all that kind of stuff. And then Jennifer Lawrence, she's just <laughs> doing it now for to, to hang out with her friends, I guess. I, I guess. don't know, yeah, but anyhow, moving past X Men, um, we get into another. Man, what's up with these reboots and remakes and oh, all that man. kind of stuff? We have Men in Black International by F. Gary Gray, starring Tessa Thompson and Chris Hemsworth and Liam Neeson pops up in the trailer. But I have a feeling he's not going to be in that movie very long. Um, but this movie looks like a lots of fun. It looks like it, it's not necessarily a reboot or restart of the franchise. It looks like a, a sequel where it's just it's other agents in the Men in Black. Well, that look, happened to be Tessa Thompson and Chris Hemsworth.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not, I mean, look, the first Men uh, yeah. in Black movie to me is kind of a classic. I I, I yeah, love that movie. Yeah, it is. Um, and, uh, you know, it's been a while since the third one, uh, and, uh, you know, this is a fresh, hopefully a fresh start, and, you know, crossing my fingers personally that there's going to be a secret tie-in with Ghostbusters, which is also getting its nice. reboot again, because I, think, year, I yeah. think that they can play in the same universe very well. Um. Aliens and ghosts and stuff would be cool, in the same same universe. So let's let's do it. Let's do the crossover between the Ghostbusters and
0: Men in Black. Let's do it. Do it now. Um, next up, and I mean, I don't. Even, I'm just gonna throw this out there. Child's Play is getting a new movie. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> um, who knows what they're doing? It's. I, I don't care. Um, <laughs> I'm just mentioning it because there's gonna ah, be, be people cares? out there. There's gonna be people out there who care, and I really don't care for it. Um, but because I want to get to the next movie and the next movie is something that I think Steven's going to be very excited for. That is Toy Story 4.
1: I do like Toy Story movies. He does. Um, now, I, I don't think we need this one, but you no. know what? I, I, I love Toy Story and I'll revisit these characters if they bring them to me and hopefully they don't fuck it up.
0: That's all <laughs> I got to say.
1: Um, <laughs> don't,
0: don't, don't besmirch the... Legacy of Toy Story. The legacy Story.
1: of these gr- three great movies. That's probably true. one of the best trilogies of all time. Um, I, you know, I'm always I'm always curious, but I, I did I did I need the movie? No, but once again, I'll see it. I mean, it's Toy Story. Um, yeah, anything it, Anything else to add on that? Cause, I mean, no, I, I
0: mean Toy. I mean, you know the names Tom Hanks, Tim Allen. Yeah, I mean, we're getting the voice actors. From what we
1: understand, it's apparently got a, a little bit of a romance angle to Ooh, to it, where. Right. He's going after. He's going to look for Bo Peep because if you know anything about the the first yes. trilogy, he eventually gets separated from Bo Peep uh, in the third movie. Yeah, and uh,
0: they never alluded what happened. They just mention her melancholically, yeah. and we don't know what happened to her. Maybe she I guess, got I guess she got taken away, away. In a yard
1: sale, maybe or uh, you know something like that. She they got separated. So yeah, right. um,
0: um, and all we've gotten from that movie so far is like a super teaser trailer. We've gotten nothing yeah, really. They added about some it.
1: new characters. We had Key and Peele who has. Uh, yes. Some characters. Yes, which we Which they're always awesome. Um, but I got a good one for you here. Do me. Um, okay, that was a little bit. Uh, <laughs> uh, it, it, it's, it's, it's suggestive. It's suggestive. It's a little suggestive. Uh, I can't. I. I I'm not going to do that. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but this next one I got uh, here is uh is from a director that had a very popular movie this past year. Um, he did a movie called Hereditary, and his name is Ari uh, Ari. Ari Aster is the mm-hmm. director's name and he's got a new movie coming out called uh Midsummer. It's not Midsummer, it's Midsummer. And uh it's it's another horror film uh and it stars Will Poulter. Um Ooh. it's got uh I'm trying to I'm trying to remember his name. It's got his it Renar Raynar, Jake, Jake or is it Jake Raynor? Raynor? Oh, Jake Yeah. Is is that his name, Jake? Yeah, I think
0: it's Jack Rayner.
1: Jack Rayner, that's it. He's in it. There's some other people, but it's it, it says a young woman reluctantly joins her boyfriend on a summer trip where things get quickly out of control. So, you know, so it's another horror movie. Looks like kind of a road movie, maybe. Um, but it's from the director of Hereditary, which was kind of a hit. You know, kind of a, a I liked know, it. A lot of people like that movie. Um, so yeah, he's got something yeah, else coming out. Yeah, Midsommar.
0: Yeah, yeah, it is Jack Rayner. Yeah, Will Poulter is a really good young actor. Yeah, um, he was frightening in the movie Detroit, Catherine Bigelow's film. Um, so he's gonna fit right into a horror movie pretty well. He almost well. played Pennywise. Yeah. Yes, he was cast at one point to play Pennywise um, before that movie changed directors. Back when Terry and Fukunaga
1: was gonna direct it.
0: He was, yes, yeah um okay so coming up here i just got to mention this because i think this this title is hilarious we don't have to talk about this movie at all um that is the the sequel to 47 meters down (laughs) the the movie's called 47 meters down colon uncaged and i'm Uh, like oh my sweet lord (laughs) why did you even bring this up (laughs) because i think that title is hilarious okay it is a funny title i mean for a movie that was like not supposed to be a hit. It made so much money at the box office that they were like, I guess we're doing a sequel. I so guess. I guess doing. we're doing it. Um,
2: uh,
0: Anywho, but next, after that, we have Rounding Out June is a movie that is interesting to me because the director's good and the cast is good, and that is Ford vs. Ferrari, James Man- uh, yes. by, directed by James Mangold, starring Christian Bale, Matt Damon, John Bernthal is in it. Um, if you're not familiar, we're talking about the you know, the Ford Motor Company and and Ferrari, um, where it takes place, I believe, uh nineteen sixty six. Um it has to deal with their their rivalry when it comes to their race cars, I believe. Or they're just their their cars in general. And yeah, it's I'm very, very curious about this movie. I think James Mangle's a fantastic director.
1: Definitely, definitely. Coming off of Logan of course. Yes. Um yeah, I'm interested. I've, I've heard that that one's I think went through some some production problems. Did uh, it? Yeah, I mean, it just getting a director on it, and oh. J- when Go- James Gold came, James Mangold came on, um, it finally you know they got it they got it going. But um, yeah,
0: it, yeah, the, the premise of the movie is, yeah, it's about American Motor Company Ford's efforts to build a race worthy car to rival and hopefully defeat the Ferrari team at the 1966. 24 hours of Le Mans race. This so. should just
1: make it this should be the the the, the plot line to a car's sequel. Um, nice. cuz that just rem- makes me think of the little car that's in the town that is a Ferrari, loves Ferraris. He's like, "Oh, you do you know Ferraris?" You know, like <laughs> you know, like it's like, "Nah, yeah, I've met some Ferraris. They're they're, you know, oh, okay." But yeah, uh yeah, interested in that movie. Um this one I know you'll really be interested in. Um the movie they're doing about Judy Garland, uh, Judy played by Renee Renee Zellweger. Um, And it's supposed to be set in 1968 around some of her last performances. She does all these. Yeah. It's, it's not like a, like a, uh, a standard biopic movie. It's kind of showing uh, a portion of the end of her life because she dies a year later. Yeah. Um,
0: Very, she died very sad. She was not
1: very old. Um, she no, she
0: died, her, I believe it was... Um, in her 40s. Opioid, yeah. But she had a very... She had a lot of... Uh, she had addiction problems. Problems, yeah, yeah, yeah. Problems. Um, I'm very interested in that. Yeah, um, definitely. Well,
1: she yeah. was an actress, but she was also a singer, right? So she was going to perform... Yes. Um, I can't remember where it said it with the performances were, but she, it's basically set in a location. I, I So it's going to be a smaller movie. I'm very interested because of Renee Zellweger because she's an actress that was you know, very prominent in the, uh, uh you know, late nineties, early two thousands. And then suddenly just vanished, like just completely just stopped doing movies. And, and, uh, you know she pops up here and there, but you know, she's not as prominent as she was back in the Jerry Maguire days. Well, you know, yeah, you we're
0: know. talking, yeah, you're talking late nineties, um, well, yeah, but she yeah, had, like, the me, myself, and yeah, Irene. Well, she yeah, her, her career's kind of slowed down over the last few years. She did go back to, you know, do another Bridget Jones film. Bridget Jones, which yeah. Which was something that w- made her very popular. She did Bridget Jones's Baby back in 2016. Uh, I think she's an underrated actress. She, she's she's yeah, won yeah. an Oscar. She's an Oscar winner. No, yeah, she did Cole Cold Mountain. Mountain. Yeah. She was in Chicago. Bridget Jones' Diary, yeah. I, I really love that movie, actually. Um, I think she's really, really fantastic in that movie. I like that movie so much to the point where I haven't watched the sequels yet because I, I'm afraid they may ruin my experience of the first film. They probably will. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> they, they could. Who knows how where the character goes. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely interested in that. It does feel like a smaller film. You know, It does feel like a more focused film on just that particular moment in Judy Garland's life. Um, I'm very curious to see it. But next up on my list, we're into July now, so we're still in the mainstream summer season. These next two films are probably about as mainstream as you can get. Um, uh, first up here is the MCU back again, Spider-Man ah, Far From Jesus. Home. I wonder what's going to happen to that Spider-Man <laughs> character in Endgame. I wonder well, if gonna you know, happen. The back.
1: trailer was very interesting. You know, yeah. It seems like, I mean, first of all, we're going to a different location. We're going to what, yes. Paris.
0: Uh they're on some, some type somewhere. of school trip. In yeah, it's Europe. like
1: a school trip and and just there's I mean obviously this is a movie that takes place after Endgame. So it we don't to. we don't really know to. the context yet, but Right. you know in the in the trailer Fury hires Spider-Man onto a mission basically. Yeah. So it's it's You know, well, I'll be honest with you, based on yeah. the trailer, it seems like there's a different tonality to to Fury. So, like he seems a little different. Hmm. And I wonder if that has to Perhaps. do with what happens, like, is this an alternate universe? Is this, you know, a, 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 a world where certain characters didn't exist and now they do or, or whatever? Like, it might change some of the elements of the characters, who knows? But Or
0: is something sinister going on behind the yeah, scenes because sinister. we have not Mr. Sinister from the X-Men world, we have Mysterio, portrayed by Ah. none other than Jake Gyllenhaal, making his foray back into mainstream big-budgeted world where I believe the last film he did on this <laughs> level was uh, Prince, Prince of Persia. Persia. Was it Sands of Time? I think it was called. Do we call
1: what? <laughs> what's the, it's a, Prince of Persia whitewashing. Uh, <laughs> I guess is so. The, is the secondary title? But um, uh,
0: Prince of Persia, Jake Gyllenhaal with abs and a lovely tan. And yeah, yeah,
1: hair. yeah. I mean, look. Remember back when he almost was in Suicide Squad? Remember I do. That? He almost played the Joe Kinnaman character. Um, I do. What he dodged a bullet there, buddy. Um, <laughs>
0: um I, he's been very hesitant to get back into yeah. any big budget main. I'm pretty sure he has had opportunities to get back into big budgeted mainstream stuff, but he's been very comfortable in the indie realm well, over the last thing, several the years. The thing with
1: Suicide Squads, I think obviously because he has a connection with David Ayer um yes. with doing End of Watch and and stuff like he almost did that movie but um I, you know I'm I love Jake Gyllenhaal he's probably my favorite modern actor other than maybe like a, a Michael Fassbender or you know I think he's a very dynamic actor I love his he movies is. but uh I'm I'm worried about this based really? off the trailer. He looks a little weird. It l- well, looks a little off to me.
0: I'll say this he's looking comic book accurate if you he, if you he, Sure if maybe. If but. you mean that way because in the comic books he's got that bull-headed helmet type thing. That yeah. fishbowl headed thing. He's got a bull a bowl haircut, which he also had in the comic books. <laughs> bowl haircuts, I don't think, are the thing these days anymore. Not anymore. He's got no, him. He's so got much. it. Uh, and the film looks like it looks like lots of fun as well. I mean, we have, you have the same director back in John Watts from Spider-Man: Homecoming. You Tom Holland is back. Zendaya is back. The actor who plays his, you know, wise-cracking friend is back. His little sidekick there. Um, and we'll see where this takes Spider-Man. And I have to say. That, I think this well, it, is. We know where it's going to take
1: him. It's going to well, take him yeah, far from him home. It's going to Europe.
0: Yeah, far from home. <laughs> yeah, of course. I mean, he's going. He's going to Europe. I mean, come on now. Um, he wants to hang out with his friends in Europe. What teenager doesn't want to do that? You know. But he's got a, He's got. He's got responsibilities and now you, as Spider-Man. Yeah, and the
1: continuation of the Mary Jane. Because uh, you know, you get a. You get a, a hint of the, of uh, you know Mary Jane kind of being interested in, in uh, Peter. But right. it doesn't go anywhere, and then, you know, in this one, we'll, it looks like we're going to get a little bit more into that. So
0: We are perhaps going to as well. Um, but next up in mainstream land is—oh, Stephen, you ready for this? I don't know if you're ready for this.
1: I'm not ready uh, for this. Uh,
0: another live-action Disney uh, adaptation. Oh, wow. Damn. How they many movies up, does Disney they sneak do up any year? They sneak up on you. And this one is probably the biggest, most— widely known name of all of them, The Lion King, directed by John
2: Favreau.
0: (laughs) Speaking of Elton John, damn Elton John's having a (laughs) (laughs) box Yeah. (laughs) Moves us all. Moves us all. Uh, Anywho, but this film, like I said, directed by John Favreau, who did the jungle book from a few years ago, this movie stars uh, Donald Glover, Beyoncé, Seth Rogen, Chiwetel Ejiofor, James Earl Jones is reprising his Whoa. role as Mufasa um and th- have you Everything seen Everything the light the tra- touches my son? Yeah, I know. If you've seen the trailer for this, you know what to expect. It <laughs> looks like a shot for shot remake of the first it film. Looks I don't like know. they're just copying their movie. I mean, yeah. you can't see me here but I'm shrugging my shoulders and like, "Okay, I guess we're doing I, that." I'll say this though, the CGI looks, it stunningly looks pretty realistic. Pretty damn good. It um, looks pretty amazing. If you've seen The Jungle Book from a few years ago, I'm I'm pretty sure those animals were really talking. Like those are real yeah. animals and they were talking. You know,
1: I mean, look I'll see the damn movie. Oh, I mean, I, I, I mean, look—is mm-hmm. it even if it's good? Is it better than the animated? Probably not. It's not gonna. Nothing's <laughs> gonna be. I'm sorry. Nothing's gonna be the feeling I had as a kid, that where I watched that movie, and it's still with me. It's the same thing with Aladdin. You're not gonna replace them movies for me. So uh, you know, don't try. Yeah, um, I know exactly. You know, you're just gonna. You're gonna make your billions of dollars with these movies, and there you go. It's fine. Whatever. Do it. Get it over with. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but moving on, yeah, moving on let's literally get past it. The next film that I know Stephen may may or may not mention, so I'm gonna beat him to the punch is Damn of course, once upon a time in Hollywood, Quentin Tarantino's new film, which has been buzzing even before it was made, yeah, uh, if you remember, Quentin Tarantino basically went around to every studio and was like, "Hey, I'm making this movie. It's set in the, the late sixties, you know, basically. Sell me on how you can make this movie. Why I should well, yeah, make this with, movie at your studio? Yeah, that with the Harvey Weinstein buzzing.
1: debacle, um, yeah, he he's, he he left. Of course, left working with with uh, Miramax and and uh, went oh, off yeah. to go the Weinstein or, or, or Company or the, went Weinstein, under. Yeah, the Weinstein. Yeah, the Weinstein company. company. So went he, he he had to go work with another studio. And I think yes. who did he end up partnering with? Was it Sony? Oh
0: boy. I'm gonna look was, that up. I think maybe, it was. I think Sony did end up winning the uh, the sweepstakes. It was either Sony
1: or Paramount, I think. Um, I, I, I'll look it. I'll look awful. it
0: up while you tell but, people but, about yeah, this is the set, amazing set cast in the
1: 1960s Hollywood, and apparently, right around the time of the Manson murders. So you're going and you're gonna have uh, Margot Robbie playing um, the uh, Sharon Tate Sharon Tate character. Um, we don't. We they they casted Manson, and I'm not remembering the guy's the actor's name, but he he's good. Um, who are we talking
0: about? We're talking about Leonardo DiCaprio.
1: Who's, no, who's playing Manson?
0: Oh um, yeah, I'm not sure about. Didn't he who's play Manson Manon. in
1: something else?
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah. He did.
1: Um. So he's got he's got the he obviously has worked on it for a while. Um. But yeah, it, uh, Brad Pitt's playing the stunt yeah. man of the DiCaprio character and and there's Al Pacino in there playing somebody, and it's, it's you know, Tarantino movies have their, he's like Nolan, where he's a director that sells the movie. Right. On his own, on just being him. Yeah. And uh, I, I'm always down for the next Tarantino movie. He's always, hopefully there's going to be like a, uh, uh, probably like a seventy millimeter uh, showing of the movie where they yeah, do a road show, show version. Yeah, I hope they do all that shit again. I yeah, get a the, program. I can. Yeah, <laughs> let's do it.
0: The act. The actor playing Charles Manson is Damon Harriman. and okay, he yeah. has all. He is also he all. He is also going to play him in the second season of Mind which is on Ooh. which is the Netflix series.
2: Yes. So that's yes. why
0: he's, he's reprising his role. The problem, um, not the problem, but like why it's difficult to nail. Uh, to figure out who's in this movie is because we're kind of not quite sure what this movie's going to be about. We know when it's set, we know the actors, and we have a general sense of the plot. It's going to follow the life or kind of the the doings of a stuntman who I think is portrayed by... Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and mm-hmm. I, I think it's Brad Pitt's Is it Brad Pitt I don't even it's, it's, it's yeah, so Brad much Brad Pitt's the stuntman Here we and, go. and DiCaprio's the star yeah here's the synopsis a faded TV actor and his stunt double em- embark on an odyssey to make a name for themselves during the helter-skelter reign of terror in 1969 Los Angeles and what you with that What that helter-skelter reign of terror is Charles Manson and his cult yeah. you know reign literally committing murder um and like we said, Margot Robbie's playing Sharon Tate. We're not sure how long she's going to be in the film, what what type of things she's going to be doing in the movie. Are they going to have the Charles Manson murders? Are they not gonna have it? Is is Tarantino going to switch things up like he likes to do in history there, and do whatever he wants? There's
1: also uh, the there's also the Roman Polanski aspect.
0: Um, yeah, Sharon Tate, yeah. if you don't not familiar, was yeah. married to Roman Polanski. You know, when she was viciously murdered, Um, you know, is he going to be in the movie? Well, yeah, the character, he's in the movie, yeah. Is he, yeah, yeah, someone's going to play him as a character? Um, Yeah, somebody's
1: playing him, yes.
0: yeah. And uh, Al Pacino's in the movie, Dakota Fanning is in the movie, Um, Scoot McNary is in the movie, Kurt Russell's in the movie, Emil Hirsch, Tim Roth... I mean, James Marsden, Damian Lewis. I mean, Sam this Jackson's going to have a somewhere. cast. Sam you know Jackson's I mean? in there somewhere. Sam, we know you it. know, Sam Jackson's going to show up, I guess. He's either I mean... he's
1: either in the movie or he's going to narrate something.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. Because he, yeah, he, 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 looking... uh,
1: he did it in Inglourious Bastards, didn't he? Yeah. Yes. He everybody's narrated look, it. He narrated everybody's looking
0: forward to it um, because because it's Tarantino and because it's covering that specific time in California and in American cultural history and what is he going to do with with that material is he
1: gonna is he gonna do what he did with inglorious bastards and kind of change history is he yeah. gonna you know fan, fantasy it a little bit you know and he's
0: i mean in typical tarantino style he's never one to shy away from against anything uh yeah. he's a very bold man and he's actually setting the uh the release date of the movie is coming out on like the, the anniversary, anniversary. Yeah. the anniversary of the actual killings it's I mean, they're doing it. I mean, it's not the best thing they could do for sensitivity's sake, but, I mean, Sharon I Tate's mean, family is still around. I, I'm guessing they don't like this idea, you know? I, I, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I, I still want to see it. <clears throat> oh, yeah, I'm still going to see it. <laughs> I
1: don't um, – sorry. Um, I, I want to see it.
0: Yeah, um, I – all right.
1: Yeah, but we need ha- to, we need to start speed through in these. We, oh yeah, um, yeah honestly, I'm, prob- time on I'm,
0: these. I'm probably going to skip August because the only thing that's there is New Mutants, and from what I hear, that may get moved again, and it may actually end up on Hulu, just getting because unreleased. nobody cares about it. I right do have
1: right. one <laughs> real quick. Uh, we have uh, a new movie from Ang Lee called The Gemini oh, yes. Man. Yeah, uh, I did Mary hear about Elizabeth this. Winstead, Will Smith, Clive Owens, Benedict Wong. Um. So yeah, I mean any, I mean anything, <clears> I mean another once again another director, Ang Lee. Uh, anything he does, I'm gonna be uh, into. Uh, apparently, it's about an over the hill hitman facing off against uh, a younger clone of himself. Oh, awesome! Um, so that sounds awesome. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and I don't know. I mean, has Angley played in like the sci-fi realm? I don't know that I <sighs> think he's done anything necessarily sci-fi. Um,
0: Life of Pi is a little bit. I mean, it's fantastical. You it's know fantastical. I, mean? I
1: wouldn't say it's sci-fi though. No. Um, I mean it's, it's dreamlike. His... Um so yeah, I mean, I don't yeah. think he's really delved into that realm yet. Um No.
0: Um I'm definitely interested in Ang Lee. I'm a big fan of his. Um I wrote a whole paper in a class about Ang Lee at one point. So I I did I mean, a deep course, dive into his work.
1: Brokeback Mountain's great. Brokeback um, Mountain
0: is great. Yeah.
1: Um what's the what's the one he did um with uh uh with Elijah Wood and the Oh, you're
0: talking about uh The Ice Storm.
1: Ice Storm, yeah. Really good. Great
0: movie. Um yeah, I'm a big fan of Ang Lee. But moving on now, we're now into September yeah. and uh first up here, It Chapter 2. Gotta I think we all yep. going to see Andy Muschietti's back. It. We're talking Adult Cats uh Chastain McAvoy, Bill Hader, Bill Skarsgård is reprising his role as Pennywise. I mean, we, it's, uh, I'm excited. It's, this it's, it's movie's going to make exciting. a lot of money. It's going to make a uh, lot of money. It's coming out the same month as well. There's other stuff in September. Uh, Downton Abbey's coming out with their movie. Oh, shoot. I uh, just
1: saw the trailer for that, and it did not affect me at all.
0: <laughs> the Angry Birds movie too. Oh, my goodness. Didn't know that was coming Didn't out. Didn't know that was happening, yeah. Uh, okay, and then we'll skip into October because October is when uh, The Gemini Man is actually coming out, you just yeah, mentioned. Yeah, 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 yeah. One thing I'm... I, I can't wait for this to come out. I can't believe it, they actually did it. Zombieland 2. Yes. Directed by Ruben Fleischer, who directed the original one. We got the cast back. We are... We're, they're making this we're movie great right now. They're making it now.
1: <laughs> After they did a failed uh, TV show. Yeah, um, that and, pilot's
0: and, not good. Yeah. Not good. Uh, um, they recasted all the roles, and they did it as an Amazon pilot. And the way Amazon chooses their shows is they have like their own pilot season, but the... It, it, but the 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 people who are Amazon customers are the ones who vote on it. And I, I watched that pilot. It was not good. Not good. <laughs> not good. But we are back, and I can't wait to see it because I love Zombieland. I, that movie came out in 2009, and, and, and I apparently watched it Bill over Murray's and over again. again. So, yeah, which is surprising the heck out of me if you know what happened to him in the other one. He I guess that, he becomes,
1: it, is he going to be a zombie, an actual zombie this time? Could be, could <laughs> Instead be. Instead of a fake
0: zombie as he like comes in and pretends to be a zombie. Yeah, I know, exactly. But next, but moving past that super excitement, we have another exciting movie, at least for me, and that is the movie, the Joker movie. Oh, yes. Uh, it's just titled Joker, directed by Todd Phillips, Starring Joaquin Phoenix, Zazie Beats, Robert De Niro was in it. Um, yeah, this is the, the from the st- guy that did the Hangover. that did the Hangover movies <laughs> uh,
1: and like uh, other like raunchy comedies from back in the day.
0: Yes, uh, this is the kind the standalone Joker movie, the famous DC Comics character who's been portrayed by many people in both live action and animated form. And this movie is set in the 1980s. It's supposed to be kind of like a gangster almost uh Martin Scorsese type gangster movie yeah. from the eighties. We've seen a lot of stuff from this movie so far actually because they just wrapped up Principal Photography and they shot in New York City and apparently they're they're um the security on their set apparently was terrible because we just kept seeing set footage all the time. Yeah, <laughs> Literally all the time. Well, I mean, uh, you know,
1: it was just a lot of st- action stuff. Yeah, with the like Joker action stuff
0: and and, and uh, Joaquin Phoenix walking down the street with the full makeup on and all that yeah. kind of stuff. I'll say this. I'm a big fan of Joaquin Phoenix, and if he wants to do crazy, this guy can do crazy. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> he kind of went a little nuts in real life. So, you know, <laughs> that, that, that happens. Um, let's see. All right, there's a couple other here, uh, but, but I'm going to skip them and go to another film. Um, this is the Tom Hanks starring uh, Mr. Rogers film. Yes. It's called You Are My Friend, I believe is the title. Right,
1: I think it's called um, It's a, it's a Wonderful it? Day in the Neighborhood. is okay. the name of the movie now. It's a Wonderful Day in the Neighborhood. I think yeah, and it's, it's,
0: d- it's directed by Marielle Heller, who is a really fantastic uh, director. She directed The Diary of a Teenage Girl. She also directed uh, last year's film that I actually just watched called Can You Ever Forgive Me? The film yeah. that uh, is starring Melissa McCarthy and Richard E. Grant, and they're both nominated for Oscars this yep. year. It's a really good movie. Could this
1: be another Tom Hanks Oscar?
0: Yeah, I know. And Tom, I mean, Tom Hanks is like... The perfect perfect choice, perfect (laughs) casting, perfect casting. I mean, if
1: Jimmy Stewart was still alive, he would have been even more perfect.
0: Yeah, I know. Yeah, I always. Of course, in his heyday, he
1: would have been perfect. But Uh, um,
2: yeah, yeah, Tom Hanks. If you've seen
0: the, if you've seen the picture of him like sitting on the stair of his trailer, dressed up in the as Mister Rogers, it, it looks fantastic he's got well, the it's not vest. even really
1: his look i mean he, he kind of looks like him but it's right. more just the demeanor we know that well, he's, he's got the be haircut
0: to... he's got the glasses he's got the he's clothes done. i mean yeah and, and john and what's in tom hanks can pull that off yeah I, could, I mean we
1: already think of tom hanks as like america's dad yeah you know, kind of thing exactly. that's, that's that's i mean he's he, he's gonna be perfect for the role i mean um yeah so yeah
0: so uh Steven, do you have anything else cuz I'm just rattling off. Yeah, I mean uh,
1: there's I'm one that's towards the end of the year that doesn't okay. have any any um anything plot-wise but it's Got a it. war movie from uh Sam Mendes. Uh it's I'm called in. 1917. I'm in. Yeah. So I mean that's enough for me. I mean Yeah, it's enough for I, me.
0: Sam Mendes. I'm in.
1: Uh yeah, I don't it doesn't have any plot anything plot-wise, so we don't know anything but it's a a World War 1 film I would assume. Um yeah. From Sam Mendes, so
0: yeah, look forward to that. All right, so November we've got um for anyone interested, Charlie's Angels, directed by Elizabeth Banks. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! Uh, wait, wait, you know, I know that
1: there's some great people in the movie. Uh,
0: Lup- uh, yeah, listen to the yeah, listen to the I cast know, first. I come know. on now, come on now.
1: But it's directed um, by Elizabeth Banks. Ah, that's so that the one thing me, that
0: um that, doesn't that doesn't kind of faith, bothers though. me. Yeah, I mean, she she's. You know, anything's better better than Mick G, okay? (laughs) Yeah, I guess so. But what is interesting about that movie is I don't think it's really locked in when it comes to casting yet. Um, I know Kristen Stewart is supposed to be in it. Naomi Scott, I think, is in it. Um And then Elizabeth Banks is
1: in it. Elizabeth
0: Banks is all... She's playing Bosley. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But there's apparently going to be two Bosleys. Uh, Oh, yeah. Uh,
0: you got to look at this IMDb page because this thing is an absolute mess. Oh, my goodness. They've got all these actors' names. None of them have character names. And there is one, two, three people credited as Bosley. And sometimes (laughs) IMDb is a little Looney Tunes. Well,
1: no, but I actually heard that there was going to be multiple Bosleys.
0: Yeah, I've yeah, heard that. Yeah, they have so. Patrick Stewart credited as Bosley. They have Jimon Hounsou, also credited as Bosley, and, of course, Elizabeth Banks. Yeah. Um, I also heard Lupita Nyong'o, maybe, in the movie. Um, but I'm not sure about that. Peter Skarsgård, maybe. Yeah, this this IMDb page is a waste of time. Yeah. <laughs> this IMDb page is a real but waste of time. But it's Charlie's Angels. But it's Charlie's Angels. I'm whatever. interested in it. If you remember those... Um, those movies from the early two thousands, like directed by Mick G, uh, starring uh, well, it was Lucy Liu, um, Cameron Diaz, and Drew Barrymore, right? Yes, yes, yes. Um, but anywho, moving past that, we've got yeah. oh, you know, Stephen, I'm a glutton oh, for punishment. I know I'm what you're about to talk
1: about. I know what you're I'm about
0: a, a glutton for punishment, Stephen. I keep going back to to some some. I, I know what you're
1: going to say. Uh,
0: it's the Terminator. Yeah. Uh, I don't even... I don't think this movie has a title yet.
1: It's it's uh, just called Untitled Terminator Movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: it's directed by Tim Miller. It's...
1: Who, who it, did it's the pro- Deadpool. Did the first Deadpool. Yeah, he
0: did the first Deadpool. It's produced, I believe, by James Cameron, but... Who really knows what that's worth these days? Yeah. Um, I mean, he it,
1: supported the last Terminator movie. Yeah,
0: I know. He came out like a, what was it like a week before. It's like, yeah, this movie's great. And then everybody went and it's saw it. Really and like, the, no, it's the, not, the, James. You know, it's really no, the it's not. really the first not.
1: legit sequel after the second movie that I could really say works. good. And I'm like, okay.
0: All right. All right, James. <laughs> all right. But you this really movie, support
1: Genonises? Yeah, I know.
0: Whatever uh, it's Geni- called. Genonises. But this movie is... Starring uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, I believe, is coming back. Linda Hamilton's, <laughs> coming, Hamilton's back. coming back. Gabriel Luna's in the film. Mackenzie Davis. And it's supposed uh, this,
1: it's it's doing what a lot of these movies yeah. are doing, where they're negating the sequels that they don't like, which Pretty is much. everything after the second one.
0: Yeah, it would be <laughs> uh, three: Rise of the Machines, Terminator Three: Rise of the Machines, Terminator Salvation, and then Terminator Genesis, and obviously also Terminator: The Sarah Connor Chronicles yeah. as well. I assume, um, but. I'm I'm gonna see it because I'm a glutton. Oh I mean, no,
1: I I love the Terminator. Co- I love the Terminator concept, and I just think that yeah, uh, it, they they tried to they they just they're trying way too hard.
0: That we could literally do a whole episode about the Terminator franchise and its ups and downs and ins the and outs. The thing is, the
1: Terminator character. I mean, we talked about if you talk about the first movie, it's basically a slasher movie. These right. movies are slasher movies. You just you're overcomplicating it, like. There's there's obviously some social commentary there well, too. Well, it's a sci-fi
0: but, element too. I mean, yeah, robots yeah, yeah. and yeah, the technology element and
1: stuff. You know, yeah. but, um, you know, don't overcomplicate it. I mean,
2: right. I mean
1: get better filmmakers. God damn, <laughs> I guess so. Stop getting Mick G. Don't get Mick G. To do your next Terminator. I mean, like, damn. Speaking
0: um, of speaking of better filmmakers, though, we have uh, a film both starring and directed by Kenneth Branagh. Or yeah, I believe that's how you pronounce it, Kenneth Branagh. Yeah, Kenneth Branagh, 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 Kenneth
1: Branagh. Yeah,
0: Branagh, Branagh. Anywho, Death on the Nile, which he's reprising his role, his role as Hercule Poirot, which he did in Murder on the Orient Express. So we're getting another adventure in that franchise, and that's for people who kind of like murder mysteries and Agatha Christie and all I, that I kind of stuff. I liked the
1: movie. I liked the first one. Didn't love that ver- I mean, I like the original way more with the, right. which is what's directed by Sydney uh, C- Lumet.
0: Sydney C- Lumet in uh, the seventies. Yeah, yeah,
1: um I like that obviously like that version better. Yeah. This version was fine. Um it, it's just uh, you know, you kind of know what you kind of know the movie already. It's like not as exciting, but right. um you know, I, I'm I'm curious to follow the character into a different story. That's interesting to me. So um
0: right. Yeah. All right. There's a couple of movies here, but I uh, Is this I have to ask you Stephen here live on air cuz okay. professionalism right. I and I I might
1: be able to answer your question.
0: Is Kingsman 3 still happening this year? Uh I don't know.
1: Because uh, it has a release date. <laughs> you know, I heard them talk about it, and apparently, the th- I've, when I, last time I heard about it, apparently is not going to have the Terran Erg- Egerton character in it. It's going to be c- following different characters. Okay. So, yeah, because so there's it might nothing be about happening. this movie. I don't know.
0: It's got a set release date of November 8th, and yeah. it's got nothing other than Matthew Vaughn being attached to it. Uh, so I didn't know if that was actually still happening. I think it is. I think it is. But yeah, but moving past that, we oh Disney, you just love you snatching, again? snatching it. You again, <laughs> still alive? Jesus. Uh, to quote, to quote Jafar from the first Aladdin. Um, Frozen Two is coming out in November twenty seventh, two thousand and nineteen, right in time for the holiday season, and you know this movie's gonna probably have another catchy song that. Parents can, can everywhere will end up hating. Because, can they just let it go? Okay. Yeah. Oh, can they just oh, let it go? It. You said it, Stephen. Oh, man. Uh, anywho, so Frozen was, of course, a big hit. So Frozen yeah. 2 was an inevitability. They're bringing back Kristen Bell, Adina Menzel, Josh Tell Gad. You what?
1: I got enough of my Frozen fix when they did that stupid short.
0: Oh, Olaf's Frozen oh, Adventures or something like that?
1: The most cringeworthy short ever. Yeah, because uh, it was like twenty uh, minutes. It was way long. too goddamn long.
0: <laughs> it was like twenty minutes long. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was,
1: before a movie, another movie. Like, did you know that this has a movie attached to it, like a real movie? Yeah, you're giving like, me this twenty minute short film. <laughs> I can't <laughs> you know,
0: remember what it was before. I'm not I don't liking. remember
1: either. But I was, to- it was torturous. Um, oh, anywho, oh,
0: Jesus. So moving into December now, because we're towards the end of the year, we're into the it's 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 this it's the holiday season. Uh-huh. <sighs> Oh, another sequel, Steven. You're never gonna guess this Why one. How do you do this to me? Uh, Jumanji 2. I um, don't. Ca- I don't care. I don't, don't care. know what it, I. I really. I'm interested in what the subtitle is going to be called because I think we stick with that Guns and Roses theme. Yeah. And we go Jungle Book 2 Paradise City. Oh yes. Yes, that I like sounds that. Good.
1: I... Tape it down to the Paradise City <laughs> and, where the grass uh, is oh, green uh, and the girls are pretty. Yeah. Uh, you,
0: you know they're gonna they're gonna use that in the in the. Uh, the trailer and the commercials and all that kind of stuff. If they used Welcome to the Jungle, they'll use Paradise City. Yes. If they indeed title
1: it that, I like the idea of each jungle, uh, each Jumanji sequel being the title of a uh, Guns N' Roses song? song. Oh, I can't wait. So that uh-huh. means w- w- uh, the, as long as they don't do Knocking on Heaven's Door, which is a remake, <laughs> of course, because I hate that version of that song. Really? Uh, I never I heard, hate you, it. Exp- it. Never heard you express. Never heard you express. Oh, here is oh. oh, oh, oh Steve, why don't you just yeah. stab me in the heart? It's terrible. Damn terrible damn um but Uh, yeah uh, the 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 reboot or whatever you want to call it it was fine it's not it's not the same movie as the original
0: no christ no
2: no.
1: it's a totally different movie um not even close. it's fine it made
0: way more money than i think anybody was expecting sony had a has a hit on their hands oh yeah definitely and it's one of the rock's more lucrative films because some of his other movies don't do as well at the box office as you would think they would. Like *Skyscraper* and *Rampage* weren't that big, that big of hits last year. And yeah. *The Rock*, man, that guy pumps out a new movie Jesus. or a new thing. The dude's doing every, a new movie every, every day. Every couple of months. Yeah. Every day. It's crazy. He's, I, he's doing like. He's got that. He's got
1: that one wrestling movie coming out soon too. Oh yeah, but that's more like a cameo. But sure, still. Sure, but
0: he's in the movie. He's in it. Like it's, it's his. Uh, he and he's on. The movie. He's got this new like. Get not game show, but like this this show with like people having to run obstacle courses and stuff yeah. called like Titan Games. And I'm yeah. like, when did you have time to film this? And then, he's got, and then this? he's got
1: Ballers. He already has he,
0: Ballers. He's got Ballers. Yeah. He's got that other that show I was talking about. And then he's got a bunch of movies like every couple of months. Uh, a movie we didn't mention because I didn't see it in my rundown. He's got the the Fast and Furious spinoff is coming yeah, out and then this he's got, year. Yeah, Hobbs Shaw, and Shaw. H- Hobbs yeah. and Shaw. And I'm like, damn, Jesus. this guy never takes a break. Never takes a How does a break. he have a family? <laughs> How do they
1: ever see him?
0: <laughs> I have no idea. He must work every well, single day. I can't hey, wait you. for the.
1: I can't wait for the third Jumanji movie, which is called Juma- Jumanji: Sweet Child of Mine. Oh, okay. I can't
0: wait either. <laughs> uh, but, Jumanji: Rocket yeah. Queen, or <laughs> should we just get Jumanji, to
1: the, the the last finale one?
0: Yeah, Jumanji: November Rain. Should we, just should we get to the last forever. finale
1: movie to talk about the one last really big? Yeah, one. yeah,
0: yeah. There's one here, but I don't think this movie is even going to come out this year, so we're just going to skip it. We'll, let's just get to the grand. Get to the grand daddy finale. finale movie. The sweet, sweet daddy, December twentieth, right before the right before Christmas, right before the end of the year, is it's still untitled Star Wars Episode Nine. Yes, the final film in this new trilogy that we have. Uh it's the ninth film in the episodic Star Wars franchise. The Skywalker Saga. Skywalker Saga, as they've now they now call it. Uh which makes a lot of sense because it's the Skywalkers lineage. Messing shit, and and, shit up. You know. They're doing they're involved in every big time galactic event, apparently. Yeah.
1: Apparently in this Star Wars. Um so like this, yeah, I mean I mean we don't get, know we don't know yeah. much about it yet, other than of course casting. We don't even really have a trailer. Back. Yeah, we don't even have a yet. trailer. We don't have a title. Um, I, I, I think we're going to get both of them things very soon. Um, I think within the next few weeks I, I, is my prediction because if the Super Bowl comes up soon, a lot of times the Super Bowl has big uh, trailers. Apparently, they're not going to. There's not going to be a trailer of the Star Wars at the, at the Super Bowl. Apparently, but. Right. Who's to think it won't still drop on YouTube during the Super Bowl? Oh, it could uh, very well.
0: I my uh, if it doesn't drop during the Super Bowl, my guess is Star Wars Celebration, which is this yeah. April. Um, you know the where everybody it's basically Star Wars Comic Con. Basically, that's what it is. Uh, everything and everything is Star Wars. So if it doesn't drop before then, or if we get a teaser now, soon we'll get a full trailer then or whatever. Yeah. And, and, um, yeah. and if
1: you don't know me and. Andrew are defenders right. of the Last Jedi. We I both mean to, enjoy I the movie.
0: S- yeah, I think that movie is fantastic. Yeah. yeah, that's what oh, I said. <laughs> oh, shit! We didn't. We forgot. We forgot a movie. Ryan oh. Johnson's movie. Oh, we did. Speaking Knives of out. which, Knives Out, which is his murder mystery film, which is which has a great cast in it, and that comes out. Oh, is it boy, November, look, right? Is, uh, is it November? So yeah, we didn't skip too far past it. And yet again, another movie that doesn't have a trailer uh ryan johnson plot unknown
1: <laughs> well i know Descri- uh, yeah i mean it's obviously an action movie i'm pretty yeah. sure it's an action but movie.
0: but literally on imdb it says plot unknown described <laughs> as a modern murder mystery in a classic whodunit style Oh, um, okay. imdb all so right, clever right. yeah uh chris evans is in it daniel craig jamie lee curtis tony collette michael shannon um lakeith stanfield christopher Plummer.
1: amazing cast uh,
0: this is this is a cast and a half here yeah um so that is coming out in November twenty seventh, coincidentally, right around the Frozen two time. Ah, yes.
1: And um, but yeah, Star I, Wars. We're 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 defenders of Last Jedi. We both. I, I mean, of course, there's some issues I with mean, the th- movie.
0: Yeah, there's a much longer conversation to have here that would. Yeah, but, but, we'll have but at we both date. enjoyed the
1: movie a lot, and yeah, don't um, hate it like most people. So. No,
0: I think the film is is. Very interesting. It's bold in certain aspects, very ambitious, and it's it's expansive in many of its aspects as well, more so than I think The Force Awakens, which was mostly just reestablishing the Star Wars world we know and love and then kind of setting up the little things here and there. But the reason why we mentioned Ryan Johnson is because he is not directing Episode Nine. We have the director of Force Awakens back in J.J. Abrams, who is kind of finishing what he started, I guess, and and, and, and kind of it's kind
1: of a new thing for him because usually he's just a, a starter. Yeah, he's he a starter. He's not finish a finisher.
0: Either. He's not a closer.
1: No, he's not. So I'm, 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 I'm You know, even though I I, I have faith in JJ because I, I I like most of his movies. Honestly, I, I mean, he doesn't really make bad movies necessarily. Right. I mean, I he just plays pretty safe for the most part. Um, in his movies i would say i
0: guess that's a that's a i, mean, I guess even, that's a even, safe even his
1: rare movie where he is not doing a reboot or, or sequel like something like uh uh what's super the movie 8? he did huh
0: super 8
1: yeah super 8 is basically a knockoff of a spielberg movie like et well, or something like it's i think I, not, it's I, not even I, a really i, I think original.
0: spiel i think spielberg like was his name was on that movie too. Oh I mean, yeah, he was a. Not, like, a and like, I think it was supposed to be that way. Well, no, I know it
1: was <laughs> supposed to be that. I'm just tell I'm just saying that we we really still haven't gotten a kind of uh, a solely like a, a, an original story from a J.J. J. Abrams okay. movie. There all always been sense. some kind of. Well, homage he, or some kind of sequel or reboot of something
0: what is interesting is he he constantly works within franchises that have already been established yeah mission extent.
1: impossible was his first mission possible S- 3 was his first movie star trek star trek reboot and the sequel and then yeah and, and you know of course on tv he does a lot of original stuff yeah um which, he's mostly you know, puts
0: his name on things now but yeah. you know he did like lost and shows like that
1: alias Um, was his big first. alias
0: yes it was jennifer garner
1: uh was it persons of interest didn't he do that too (sighs) may have put his name on that i'm not sure maybe but you know what that's isn't that jonathan nolan
0: i think that may be jonathan nolan yeah who also his name's also in westworld as well yeah um but yeah so episode nine obviously star wars is near and dear to our hearts as it is to many many people this is a global monumental franchise come on it's been around now for decades there's a whole there's a whole episode we got to do one day on just the cultural and cinematic impact of star wars because it's very deep and very fascinating to me but yeah this is the end of a new uh crop of star wars films to a certain extent we've gotten three new episodic films as well as two anthology films One is good, one maybe not so good, depending on your perspective, (laughs) or vice versa. Maybe they both suck to you. Who really knows? Sure, yeah. That's your opinion.
1: One Um, definitely made more money than the other, I can tell you that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I can definitely tell you that. Um, And I can also say that I'm very curious to see where these characters end up. Not only the new ones, but the surviving old ones, if you will. Um, I mean, they're kind of all gone. But it's it's interesting to see what's going to happen with... uh, Oscar Isaac and you know Rey, Kylo, uh, Finn, and all those characters, and see where their journey ends up, and to see where Star Wars is going to go after this. Are we going to get an episode ten eventually, or not? What are the new movie f- that What are the new movies that they're going to do after this? Because they've got things in the pipeline. So oh, yeah. who knows what they have cinematically? Disney There's didn't certain-
1: buy Star Wars to end it oh, after no. nine. It's, no, sir it's gonna be it's gonna live as long as people go see it. so uh, oh yeah,
0: it's gonna live as long as people keeps making money, which is seemingly going to be forever because right now Star Wars is bigger than ever, and it's also. It's in it's multimedia platform now. TV shows, yeah. books, comic. Oh books, yeah, the Mandalorian movies. is
1: the, is gonna be. A...
0: The Mandalorian is gonna drop this year. D- yeah. Disney. MTV, if, yeah. The main theme of this is that Disney's taking over movies, but they're taking over other places as well. Where they're having their streaming service launching this year, where they're gonna put their own content as well as their old their own movies on there. So, yeah. That, that kind yeah. of encapsulates... We, we didn't mention
1: any streaming movies but there is going to be a lady in the tramp movie <laughs> Oh that <comes> yeah out. <laughs> we are getting lady the... we didn't mention <laughs> any streaming Disney movies Another Disney adaptation of their animated
0: <clears throat> you know Netflix is going to be dropping movies like like anything this They year already because, do that so yeah Because they do it like every other week every week or so because they invest like billions of dollars dollars into making original movies now
1: and tv tv i would assume that's tv i think i saw a figure of 15 billion dollars spent on entertainment yeah on
0: like original entertainment now it's crazy so and and those things the thing with that though is they don't really advertise that stuff beforehand it kind of just like drops or they'll advertise it like the week of or two weeks before so it's kind of tough to find out when a lot of that stuff is dropping, um, but yeah. So with combination of streaming and theaters, we're talking lots and lots of content too, this ma- too year. Too many movies to, to watch,
1: too many movies and TV to watch. So yeah, but that's us. That's I think that's a uh, we got through a lot of titles here throughout yes, the year. Of course, a lot of things we don't know about that will eventually appear. I'm sure in the calendar and and just just oh
0: most definitely.
1: You know, too many things to talk about in one episode, but we, I think, hit on a lot of interesting movies, we a lot of uh, yeah. a lot of stuff. I think we're gonna everybody's gonna see, and some things that maybe hopefully you didn't know about that maybe we brought up, and now you're you're interested, and you can put that in your in, in your calendar and make sure you keep up with it to see it maybe later in the year. But, right. Um, I think that's gonna be a good place to end here. Yeah,
0: yeah. I also want to add that you know right now. The, it, the the new crop of indie movies are having their premieres at film festivals, so those yeah. are going to get picked up for distribution and then dropped off someplace along yeah, the like calendar one this we year. Didn't,
1: we didn't bring up was the, um, the Ted Bundy movie with Zac Efron. Oh, yes. Is, is that. gonna a, that, is that's an interesting
0: gonna get a, trailer. <laughs> interesting yeah, yeah. trailer.
1: I didn't care for the title. Uh, whatever it's called, Wicked and something, 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 it was something ridiculous. It's a dumb title.
0: That um, trailer was way too positive for such a horrific. It, it reminded
1: me of an I esque type of feel to it. There is no redemption of a humanity. Well, no, of course not. But I'm just <laughs> saying in the sense of like how the story, like the kind of co- dark comedy.
0: Yeah, and I'm like, angle. it shouldn't be a dark comedy. This should have been like a, like a serious like. I, I I agree with you. It should have been movie. more
1: like uh, the Ice Man. With uh, or Michael like, Shannon.
0: Yeah, or Harry Portrait of a Serial Killer with Michael Rooker. Like, that's yeah. what this should
1: have been. There is, uh, a, there is a documentary they just dropped on Netflix about the Ted Bundy tapes. Yes, the Ted Bundy the, tapes. Yeah, so I'm going to be watching that soon. But, okay, yeah. Yep, let's that's get out here. That's going to be it for this episode of the Cinema Discovery Project. Uh, and, uh, as usual, we'll tell you where we're, where we're found. Andrew, where are you found?
0: You can find me on Twitter at kebzilla 6 as well as my YouTube channel, Kebzilla Productions.
1: And you can find me on Facebook, uh, Stephen Billings. You can find uh, me posting stuff on our Instagram, Cinema Discovery Project on on Instagram. And, and I always put on like things I buy. I buy movies all the time. It's ridiculous. And uh, also you can find the audio to this on YouTube um itunes uh, apple podcasts and podbean and we post we do an episode every week so keep up with us please uh, leave comments like share if you like it if you don't like it just tell us what you what you think we want to hear from you guys and that's going to be it for this episode we will see you next week and hey keep on watching the movies i know i will